everybody, welcome to the Granny Days Podcast. My name is Dustin, and with me this week is Edward. We don't have Mac this week, but Ed, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, did you know we have a guest on the line? Oh, we do, do <laughs> yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this week we have uh, Timothy Ditzler with us. Tim, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, great. Thanks for having me, guys. It's an honor. Of yeah, course, thanks, dude. man. Thanks for coming on. It's, um, it's an honor Definitely. for us as well. You were one of like the, um, mm-hmm. the top tier of the podcasting range, I guess you would say. At the <laughs> it doesn't feel like that when I'm like blindly walking down to work every day, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. I mentioned this weekend to my boss I was working an event. Um, I was doing like the mm-hmm. Delta Block Party, and I mentioned that I had a podcast. I was like, oh, that's such a weird thing to tell your like boss yeah. who's in her like. <laughs> yeah mid 50s and whatnot and she's kind of looked at me like what is that and i was like oh it's not nothing don't worry about it it's nothing <laughs> i totally get that yeah um all right cool so um ed have you been up to anything this week anything you want to talk about oh yeah 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 let's see <laughs> um so recently i i built uh, uh one of those lomo mods uh, i got uh, my good friends at lomography sent me a uh pre-production of the of the uh, cardboard camera that they just oh, released yeah. and um, they just kind of wanted some feedback on instructions and how you know if if the booklet that they sent out or the, they actually sent me a pdf if it all makes sense and, and putting it together and that kind of stuff and and for the most part yeah it's pretty straightforward and it's uh for those for those uh, do-it-yourselfers out there, uh, they're going to really love this. I think they're going to really um, explore. I mean, they're going to they're going to put it together, and then they're going to be like, "Okay, let me modify it. You know, let me do this <laughs> or let me do that." I ended up doing, you know, putting some tape on mine and that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's it's a cool little thing. It's very interesting. It's very it's very similar to their constructor. I think it's what's called, mm. which was the other one that they it's had. It's like a TLR, uh, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I, I never got into that one, uh, but I think that one is made out of plastic, and this one's a very thick cardboard. Um, and uh, and you know, even sometimes where where you're supposed to fold it, it was a little hard to to bend because you're trying to make sure you bend on the line, but you don't want to bend something else that you may, um, uh, you know, that that may cause it for it to uh, not insert properly into the little into the little slits there so um but yeah i I was able to put it in there uh get it all together um and then i started taking some test shots my first my first roll was all dark because i had it in bulb mode and and you know (laughs) this part i did not read the instructions so this is completely user error because you know after putting it together i'm like who needs the instructions and i had printed out the pdf and i just threw them up in the air and i'm like let's go take some pictures and sure enough no dice. Uh, so now oh, this time man. I actually went back to read it. Oh yeah, the um, the normal position is this way, not the way I had it. So um, I just finished the roller. I just I just took a shot like uh, five minutes ago while we we're on while I was here on Santa Monica Boulevard, away on the freeway, and I took the last shot out my window uh, of this lady just standing there. So we'll see how these come out. Hopefully I got everything right, uh, and then just go from there. But 
Yeah, I, um, if you're one of those do-it-yourselves folks out there, um, I'd recommend it. I think it'd be fun. And then the other nice thing or, or the weird part of this thing is you can put liquid into the glass or into the, the lens component. It's a plastic uh, lens, but you can put liquid in there so it you know gives you a, a different tint on your on your shot. So if you're shooting color and whatnot. Wow, so, that's wild. Jeez. Yeah, it's really crazy. Uh, they called it the Loma Mod uh, number one. So I'm assuming okay. they have other things up their sleeve. You know, Man, maybe they're, number they're two. They're doing it right three. now. Lamography yeah. is just doing it right now. They, they really are. They are. Yeah, they're they're doing whatever they can to keep this thing rolling, man. Keep this uh, film alive and, and the whole nine. So, uh, so big, big, uh, a huge high five to my Lomography people <laughs> yeah, for out <sure>. there. <laughs> so, how do you uh, focus it? You don't. It's uh well. There's a fixed focus. <laughs> okay. Well, hold on a second. I think I didn't read that part of the uh, manual. <laughs> I think, but but there's no way of actual focusing it. Um, it's either just I think it's um, I'm trying to remember what the meters is to infinity. Uh, but I, I basically just shot it at infinity. But I think there is another one for close focus. Uh, but I just didn't really pay much attention to that. So. Um, there you go. Not really helping much on the cause there. But anyway, <laughs> it's good. If you get one of these, read the manual. Don't be me. Just read the manual. Make sure you understand everything. And then modify it to your uh, to your heart's content. And if, uh, let me see. Yeah. Other than that, um, I've been shooting a lot more color this, this last week, last couple of weeks. We had a meetup uh, that I talked about last week uh, or, or the week, two weeks ago, maybe, uh, with uh, my good buddy, Barry. Um, and I was able to test out the uh, La Sardina uh, camera that I got from Dustin Nickerson, uh, a gift. It's, so it's a little, it's a little uh, 22 millimeter, 35 mil, uh, 22 millimeter lens, uh, 35 millimeter camera uh, that Lomography um, uh, also sells. And it was a gift from Dustin. And so I started. Uh, I wanted to see, you know, how to shoot it and that kind of stuff. So I just put a quick roll of uh, Kodak Gold in it. Um, and started uh, walking the pier with, you know, with the meetup and stuff. So, I got those those uh, results back. Uh, or I got the the negatives yesterday, and I scanned them. And um, you know, I'm pretty impressed for what it is. I'm pretty impressed on some of the images. So I'm uh, on the images. So I'm going to continue to shoot it and and just try to see uh, what else it can do. So, you know, just getting some of my color color uh, negatives back to you know, so I can start scanning. I dropped like another five rolls to the local lab. So uh, I'm starting to do my little switch from black and white over to to color film for a while. Yeah. Mm. So. Okay. Uh, other than that, man, I think, I think I've been, uh, I think that's it. I haven't really bought anything on eBay, but that doesn't mean <laughs> um, there isn't anything in, that I'm watching or whatnot. Um, but I did just today. Uh, without thinking about it, I did buy some Instax film because uh, I'm ready to shoot Instax again. So uh, mm. I got my uh, some 10 packs of wide monochrome and uh, mini also uh, different colors, uh, color film and monochrome in that too. So I love that Instax monochrome. It just looks so mm -hmm. good. Same, same here. It looks, looks nice, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I try to compare it and like put it towards a film stock and like kind of make it relate, but it just has its own look. It's hard to compare it. It to does. It really else. does. It, it does. really does. 
It's yeah. like a blue. It's almost like a blue color. I don't know how to explain it. Like in the deep, in the deep colors, it's it's like a blue almost. I, right. I really enjoy it. It's it's way different than anything else that that I shoot personally. So I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty slick. So, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start shooting. I'm gonna shoot that this weekend. I have a we have a meetup. Uh, Mac is coming out to the West Coast, so we're gonna see him, or I'm gonna see him on Sunday in Venice Beach. He wanted to go to the beach, so. Uh, we're gonna go out there, watch the skaters, um, and then all the tourists that are walking around. It should be should be nice and warm. We're having a heat wave here in California, so. Ooh man, that sucks. We finally got some cool weather down south. Same, yeah. It finally broke. October was like I forget how oh. many ninety degree days there were in October, and it was just like relentless. Yeah. yeah. It was brutal, yeah, it, man. Yeah, it was close to ninety today by the beach. Which mm. it, it which it, it never is. It's usually like in the high seventies at, at best. So, mm. so it's kind of hot. It's a that good day sucks. to go to the beach, though. Yeah, it's just been it's just been cold and rainy here. <coughs> I got to lace up my boots for the first time in a while. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. How about you, my man? What you been up to? Nothing. <laughs> He's given up. <laughs> I've given up. Exactly. You caught me. No, really, I haven't really done anything this week, man. Um, I mean, I guess we were talking a little bit. I, I, I sort of eased my way into a lens this week. Um, mm-hmm. I was talking to AJ White and just, like, watching YouTube browsing and just came across a um, Schneider 210 Simar, and yeah. I was like, I got to get that lens. It's I can't, I can't pass it up. And it's local. It's not like buying it from Japan or anything. Oh, so nice. I w- yeah. Well, like, you know, that's what you get when you start talking to another Jedi about uh, yeah. the gas force, you know? You're right. So, you're right. The gorse. Yeah, AJ and I were talking about that. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. It's the gorse, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were talking. He, he was doing some more large format. You know, he'd posted that picture. Um, of I can't remember what the place was exactly, but it was like that night shot that he did um, on the Portra 160 at uh, on four by five, and I was like, man, that's so rad. And we were talking about yeah. it, and we started talking about portrait photography with large format and stuff. And I just happened to start looking at a large format portrait lens, mm-hmm. not even like intentionally, and came across it. And um, it's just one of those things where like nobody else is on eBay, and and then a thing pops up, and it's like best offer and i was like okay just let's see and then he's like accepted and i was like oh shit i wasn't prepared for that uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go i love that <laughs> way to do it that's the way to do it man it yeah. is yeah but other than that like i literally um i can't say i didn't shoot anything so uh i fucked up my what is it october i fucked up my september role of the frugal film project i don't know what i did uh-huh. um but there was no emulsion on the freaking film when I pulled it out. And I was like, ah, goddamn, what, what happened? Uh, and it, so, it, you know, I got blank rolled and I, I like messaged Jerry mm-hmm. and I was like, I know it's deadline, um, but I got a blank roll. I'm going to shoot another one. Just give me a couple days. So I grabbed it and I went and like loaded my, went and bulk rolled a roll real quick and popped it in the camera. And over the next two yep. days, I just like blew through you know, the entire role. Which Spray is, and pray? Yeah, it was pretty quick for me. Well, you know, actually, I had a couple good things come across. And oh. then this, this when I was um, went to develop that one, the film hung 
because I'm using an old Elon, uh, an Elon 2 as my camera for the project, and the film hung. It didn't rewind all the way, so I lost, oh. like, four frames off of that one. I was like, what the oh. hell? Like, this month is just yeah. not going good for that, but uh, it's hanging now. I need to get it scanned in because I'm already past deadline, but um, I got some good shots. I think I think I got enough to, to make the month or whatever. So. Well, you know, it, it could have been worse, buddy. You could have just screwed up memories, right? Of a, uh, of, a, of a very uh, good of a very fun trip oh too soon uh, <laughs> sorry uh-oh. sorry andre are we are we getting in on this too <laughs> no did, no tim did I you just... see did you see what happened i did i did yeah <laughs> what the wrong the wrong chemistry i believe it was yeah, I yeah. that's what it came down to yeah he, said he, he he poured the, Sorry, the DF ninety six mono bath on, on his color film on oh, five rolls, uh, man. That's so bad. Like, uh, oh, poor Andre. Yeah, I'm not gonna right. give him shit because I just fucked no. up mine too. Honestly, though, I don't know what happened um, with mine. I don't know if like I did everything normal, like road and all. Um, one to fifty. <laughs> uh, you know, I I tried and it might be because I tried a new time for it like i'd never shot ultra fine that way so what i did is a uh, red filter deep red and i shot it at 250 and then developed okay. it in um rodinol 1 to 50 for i think seven and a half minutes is what it was um and it just came out blank so i don't know if that was uh, too much time for 250 or what but it um uh, it was gone completely blank yeah oh. so it, it like it wasn't fixer it it, it had no no images, no information at all. And honestly, it might not have loaded correctly. It, it, mm. You know, and that might be all it was. What camera did you use? It's for the Frugal Film Project. So oh, it's the okay. Elon 2. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So it um, it just blank rolled me, man. And I, but the second, the second roll came through and I developed it and everything the same way. So I've got images and they look pretty nice and contrasty. Okay. I've never shot that film like that. And uh, it's a little thin. I'm not going to lie. It's a little thin. I might have mm-hmm. developed. I don't know. Uh, I, I tinker every month on that roll. So you never know. I never know what's going to come out. So I, I, I have not shot a single roll the same way yet. And this oh. month I'm running the ultra. I'm running some Don Conde. At, oh nice with, with a deep yes. red filter so I'm, I'm running that uh so tim that's a joke between the pot like an inside joke okay ed, ed okay. pushes yeah. his ultrafine extreme 400 to 1600 and calls it don conde <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that i like yeah. that flavor yeah, yeah. There so it is. that's what i'm shooting this month for the frugal film project which which if you don't know it's um sherry christensen um all through her blog she it's a project that we do um with 13 other photographers around the world um where we pick one film one or one film stock one camera uh and lens the camera and lens has to be total below 50 dollars, and then we use the cheapest film we can find locally uh and we shoot that uh we have a roll a month for a year uh and we're rolling up near the end of the year now that's sweet that's such a cool idea yeah it's a fun project i dig it yeah, it, it's been it's been fun. It's been challenging, and that's what's been fun about shooting this ultrafine. And as, as I'm learning a, a ton about it because I've sh- I have not shot it the same way one week, like I said, or one month, like I said. Yeah, uh, yeah. I started off shooting it with a yellow filter, and then I moved to an orange filter, and now I'm onto a red filter, and I'm shooting at 1600 with a red filter. So it's gonna be super contrasty this month. I'm I'm nice. preparing for crunchy. Yeah, it's gonna Yay. be it's gonna be noir. I'm assuming we'll see. Yup. 
That's my fave. I love that, like, crunchy black, white whites, black blacks. That's That's the good stuff. That's my jam right there. That's the Mm -hmm. good stuff. That double X push to 800 with the yellow filter. That's where it's at. (laughs) Who needs shadow detail? Not me. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) I don't worry about that at all. That's, like, the last thing I think about when I (laughs) shoot. Man, when I'm shooting, my my whole thing is I will I will meter it and then I'll push I I meter the shadows and then I figure out what my exposure needs to be to put that in zone two and that's where I go and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Two to three, my my shadows go zone two to three, so that's how I that so the blacker the better. But yeah. I don't want them completely black because then I'll fuck up all the rest of the exposure. But. <laughs> 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 just dark shadows anyway um tim what have you been up to man have you had anything go on this week anything cool or interesting? <sighs> so let's see i okay so my parents were just in nashville they usually come like one week out of the year and normally they come in april but they came they they they, they came last week so it was it was pretty cool to have them down here in a different season, you know, because normally they're here and there's no leaves on the trees and it's still kind of cold and rainy. And now it's like the tail end of summer. And, you know, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. So we're used to, you know, August hits and it's already like sweater weather up there. And they come down here and it's just like hot. We're sweating. We're dying. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun for people that are from like the Northeast, you know, to be in the South. And well, I guess that's a complete lie. It is not fun at all. It's hot. It's miserable. (laughs) I don't know why I keep trying to trick myself into believing that I love that, but I don't. Um, No, nobody does. Yeah. So my, my stepdad, he's, he's really into film photography and my mom kind of just like, she gets stuck in the middle. So she's either shooting like an Instax or I gave her one of those uh, Kodak uh, disposable guys this okay. time around it was you know with yeah. 800 speed film it's basically like point at it mom and take a photo you know yeah she's she's taking some really awesome shots man my mom's got a great eye so it's it's fun to go shooting with them because you know i really don't hang out with that many photographers down here i'm pretty much like a like a lone wolf i think i i say it all the time on the on the analog talk podcast i'm always just like i like that that's how i work you know like if i'm out shooting like I don't want to compete against somebody for a shot, you know, unless it's like my family, then I'll kind of step back and be like, I'm here every day of the year. You guys take the cool shots, you know, like, mm-hmm. Oh, look, like I wanted to, you know, I'll kind of point out things that I've been thinking about shooting and my step that'll be like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. Like I'm going to, you know, and it was just fun to, you know, be with family and my family loves to shoot. So, I mean, there's, there, you know, not more I could ask for, for that. And then, I mean, now it's Polaroid week, so I have been hanging on to film, you know, 600 film, because I got the the Mint, what is it, 670S, the SX70 iMachine on it, so I've been just like, I'm not going to shoot it, I'm not going to shoot it, I just got the black and white black frames that Polaroid just released, I I had to, I like bought a bunch of that, and I'm going to... I have the next two days off, so I'm going to be trying to get a lot of portraits in, in the next two days nice. and just just really nail out Polaroid and hopefully put together like a little, you know, a little zine or something like that of the finished. Pro- I mean, it's probably going to be so random because I shoot so many different things. Like just before I hopped on here with you guys, I was shooting the um, the old Polaroid Peel Apart 669. It's that like weird green looking i mean it probably wasn't green back in the day but it's like super green now because it's you know i think the box i'm shooting is like 
15 years old or something like that. So oh, wow. it's just like I was out. I had my Mamiya RB67 with a 50 or 55 millimeter lens on it, like super wide for that format. Just shooting like we have these kind of decrepit old buildings and I've just mm-hmm. been kind of shooting them. The Polaroids, it kind of just matches the vibe of like the, the kind of cruddy looking Polaroid. So that's what that's pretty much all I've been doing. I mean, and of course, lusting after gear and, uh, you know, drinking lots of whiskey. So that's. Oh, yeah, that's all. always good. I've, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I've, I'm on a whiskey embargo with myself right now. Like I've, I've kind of told myself no after the wedding that I went to um, last week. I was just we drink so much. With, I, oh, I can't do it right now. <laughs> Just thinking about it yeah. right now, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't do it. You, you getting nauseous just thinking about it? Yeah, a little bit, man. <laughs> and like, we yeah. went to a bunch of breweries while we yeah. were up there too. So I'm just like, and then like, you know, I, I don't, I work in the beer industry in Atlanta. So like, I'm, I'm dealing with draft beer every day. So like, I don't want to mm-hmm. drink a beer either. So I'm just kind of like, uh, what am I gonna do? So right now, I'm, I'm drinking some nice water. <laughs> but i'm really excited about this cup i got uh when we were in athens i went to the terrapin brewery and i got this really rad like silicon cup and you can't hear my ice in it like i'm shaking it next to the microphone and normally you would be hearing it and you can't hear it now genius yeah i like that yeah so that was pretty rad I'm the same. I work in the service industry. I'm like a bartender slash food service slash like manager of a restaurant. It's a really small like, like, you know, 12 table joint. It's just a tiny place. But beer, you know, I am so burned out at beer. And it's the same stuff like all the time. We do like a rotating tap. And it's always like some disgusting, fruity, some, I'm just not, I'm over it. You know, like I've kind (laughs) of... I'm going, I'm like approaching my 40s and I'm just over beer and now I want to like drink whiskey and, you know, just be mad all the time, I think. I think that's my new thing is just be pissed and drink whiskey. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. And you're, you're fortunate because you guys have Bellmead like really close to you. Oh, yeah. 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 We carry two different kinds of that at the pub I work oh, at right man. now. It's that really stuff is tough. the bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I live just outside or just west of Atlanta. Uh, in Nashville is like our mine and my wife's like get away for the weekend spot. So we love oh, we love yeah. coming up there and, and going and getting biscuits at that um diner. Um I can't ever remember the name of it, but I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about. The one it's just like it, just south of the city. Uh is it Neptune? Is it Neptune Diner? I think is it that? is. Yeah, I think it is. It, it's just like this random I, I, little diner out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. that you have to search you have to like make a trip out there, but once you get there it's it's worth it. It's on. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the only, that's my only problem is like the surrounding area. Like when I, when I moved here, I had in full intentions of living in the city. Like I wanted to live in the city and then I would like visit it. Cause I've stayed with an aunt <clears throat> for a little while when I first moved here, just to kind of like get my feet on the ground and, you know, find work and a place to stay and stuff like that. And I would go to Nashville on the weekends. And I'm just like, I don't want to live in the honky tonk, you know, like it's just not my scene. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that I'm on the outskirts. Like I'm in this little touristy town called Franklin. It's where like Paramore's from. Like the, mm-hmm. the, so yeah, it's just a, uh, it's it's cool to be, to be on the outskirts. And like it's fun when I have friends visit or like you know other photographers come to town. They're like, hey, we're going to Nashville, and it's just kind of fun to go see the crazy every once in a while. But I don't get to Nashville as often as I used to. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Nashville, like, there's there are cool spots in Nashville, too, though, that are, like, easy to avoid the the hustle and bustle of the people coming for the country nonsense. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a country music fan, really, either. Um, but it, it is fun to go and check out Nashville. We like to go to, like, Germantown and go hang out at um, oh, yeah. the little bars and stuff around there. And really, we just come for the hot chicken, like... <laughs> it is all about hot chicken. It's all about the hot chicken. <laughs> Although I don't know, we we just got Hattie B's in Atlanta, so I don't know how many, much more we're gonna be dropping. Oh, the way up there oh for no, it. kidding! Yeah, congratulations. That's oh, awesome. Man. They have lines that are literally like down the street. It's ridiculous. Mm. I believe it. Yeah. It, it, just real quick, Dustin. I just <laughs> yeah. want to point out that that when you said the city, Atlanta. You actually said Atlanta. I know. I did that for you, Ed. I actually did that to see if you would call me out on it. <laughs> I, you know, I wanted to wait till you guys finished before I called you out. I, was, I know. I was just like, wait, hold up a second. <laughs> I did. Okay. I did that on purpose. Okay. I did that on purpose. Uh, so we've had this really funny going, running conversation about like how you say the places that you're from. And, yeah, yeah. And, and I was always we had um, Robert Lanez on, and I was giving him shit because they were calling it Atlanta, and I was like, Nah, man, it's Atlanta. Like you, you only pronounce that first T, <laughs> and there's like yeah. only the last A. It's like E H T L A N N A. That's how you say Atlanta around here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I totally yeah. get it. We have uh, uh, where I'm from in Pennsylvania. We're we're I, I'm like 20 minutes from Amish country, and everyone says oh. Lancaster, like Lancaster, uh-huh. Pennsylvania, yeah. and it's Lancaster, like yep. it's it's just Lancaster, you know. Really? And, oh yeah, and everyone's just Lancaster, and I'm from Lebanon, and everyone calls it Lebanon. Like I I get it. I mean that's how it's right. spelled, so it would right. make sense to say it that way. Yeah. But when you're from somewhere, you're like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, we actually have a Lancaster over here, in California. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I knew that. Yeah. yeah. So, it's That's weird. Cool. Yeah, different areas just say things differently. You know. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, it's like Montreal and Toronto and. Melbourne and all the weird ways. Everybody's got a way they want to say their city, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. It just lets you yep. know, it lets you feel cool and in when you go there and you say stuff right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> or you just call it Hotlanta. Hotlanta. So I, I, I was driving yesterday. I was driving yesterday, and I wanted to grab. I didn't see it in time. I wanted to pull my phone out and snap a picture for you, Ed, because there was a billboard that said Hotlanta dot dot dot. Just don't. <laughs> that's, that's literally all the billboard said was Hotlanta oh, dot dot dot. Oh, man. Just don't. Just don't. Nice. Yeah. Don't so, even. Oh. So we've gotten like way off track. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's totally fine. Um, so Tim, you've already you're from PA. Uh, you yes. now live in the South. What brought do. you down South? Why don't you kind of tell us like yeah. who you are? Because I mean, I'm sure some people are familiar with you. You know, you're on a popular podcast, but for those of you who don't, people who don't know, um, how did you get into photography? Who are you? Why are you in the South now from the North? <laughs> Man, yeah, I was thinking about this earlier. I knew this dreaded question was going to yeah, come where yeah, I have to explain it. myself. But uh, no, I mean, okay, so if you want to really go back, I think it was 10th grade. And this is, I'm, what, 38. So I graduated in 99. So this is like 97-ish or something. We had, you know, you just take photography as an elective in school. 
and I was already taking a class called Visual Communications. Now, <clears throat> that was a, it's like a printing printing class. You learn how to like hang plates on a printing press. You make negatives. It's like kind of a side of photography-ish. Like you make negatives and those negatives make plates. Those plates make, you know, books or business cards or it's, it's kind of a dying art. Not many people do printing anymore. Yep. But um, I mean, I, there's big companies that do it, obviously, but, you know, it's not like as accessible as it used to be. You know, the print kind of died. And so, yeah, it was the same teacher that was doing the visual communications class, taught photography. There was a super cute girl that I was like into <laughs> at that time that was yeah. taking the same class. And I was like, hell yes. Like I, <laughs> man. And it's funny because I can't even think of her name. I've been trying all day to remember what it was like Morgan or something like that. I don't even remember what her name was. But so I took the class and it had like, the, we called it the Bat Cave. That was obviously the dark room and it had the spinny door. And, you know, I didn't learn shit from that from that class at all like I was I let everybody else kind of do I let them like load my film for me and just kind of played it off I kind of hustled the class and just kind of made it through by the skin of my teeth and decided to take photography too for some reason too and that was like I wanted to do that because you got out of the class to go shoot you know it was kind of like you contributed to yearbook and stuff like that so yeah hell yeah like I want to spend 45 minutes of the day like running around the halls and like waving to my friends and you know just getting into trouble and stuff like especially that especially if especially if Morgan's hanging around too yeah yeah oh man she was she was in photography too as well and man I I just remember love when it was like printmaking time we uh, that part I was really fascinated with I really did enjoy that and do remember that like how it stuck with me you know how everybody says you know you put it in the developer you see the image appear for the first time it's magic like that stuck with me and um but that yeah then it kind of just fell off and I I got into music right around the end of my high school career and started playing drums and in like funny mohawk punk rock bands and then hardcore bands and just did music for years and always had friends that you know had camcorders and cameras and i was always kind of looking at them like man i wish i had the money instead of spending hundreds of dollars on drums a drumming equipment i could like wish i had a camera you know like i always it was always in the back of my mind of like this is cool i want to do it someday like someday i'll get a camera or something like that so you know time just goes and goes and goes i think i'm like i mean this is all the way like in my 30s you know we had family cameras i remember we had like the kodak disc camera and 110 cameras and i you know family always had point and shoots and i knew nothing about it i just remember it like that's as far as like my youth and cameras go you know and then eventually i wasn't in bands anymore i wasn't kind of doing all that stuff and I was just you know working nine to five and started making like electronic music on like because I'm still like into music I still love writing and producing music it's just not something that I promote or push out anymore it's kind of more of just like a, a hobby or you know just kind of like one of those things that you kind of mess around with every once in a while right. most people with like video games or you know poker night or something like that that's kind of like my music like I mess with it every once in a while but I, I put together like a little EP and I wanted to make music videos for each song. Like this is how the itch all came together was I was making, I wanted, somebody gave me their little like 10.2 megapixel Casio. It was like fuchsia pink digital camera. 
and it recorded video. And I started recording these, you know, little clips of like weird just clips and putting them together to my music. Mm. And that was that. And then I released that project and it was done. And then at that same point, I was getting on a Greyhound bus because where I'm from is not the best. There's no jobs. There's just crime and poverty and drugs and all kinds of nasty, nasty shit going on where I was from. And I just had it. You know, I was like, you know, I'm like 30, whatever. And I have not done anything like it's time to just do something like it's time to finally break free of this shitty small town and go do something. So 22 hours later, I arrived in Nashville, Tennessee from a Greyhound bus. And the whole time I had that little Casio camera and I took a bunch of pictures in Louisville and, you know, in Ohio and wherever we stopped because it was like the longest drive ever on a bus <laughs> getting down here. And uh, when I got here, my uncle, he does like music videos. He has like a photography business. It's all, you know, digital. He's super in the red camera world, like... Mm -hmm just doing like high graphic, high design, high photography, Nashville symphony, Nashville ballet, this, just all oh, this wow. stuff. And I, and I started working and assisting with him and just kind of, cause he knew that I was into making video and stuff like that. And I was looking for something different to get into, you know, I couldn't, you can only work at a restaurant for so long. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to assist him. You know, he would let me take a Canon 5d and shoot, you know, B-roll or shoot photos. And I just kind of kept going from there. And I stopped working with them. It was just getting too, they were getting too, too busy. It just wasn't my thing. Like yeah. I enjoyed it, but it just wasn't, I wasn't getting anything from it. And I promised myself on the bus, on my way down, if I wasn't getting anything from anything anymore, I'm not going to like waste 10 years doing it. You know, right. like I'm kind of just like waste another decade doing some shit. I don't want to do. And you know, I, and then I it, it I kind of would always pick up like weird thrift store point and shoots and never really use them. I was just intrigued by them. And, you know, you go on YouTube University and you start learning about photography. I was like getting into it, but I didn't know what I was doing. And I, I kind of just started searching stuff on YouTube pretty much like I think anyone who doesn't go to photography school does. You just kind of get into searching stuff. And yeah. It was fun. Like I was just kind of hooked and got a Nikon DSLR and went through the whole gamut of that. I'm sure anyone who shot a DSLR, the one you have is not good enough. So like, you know, six months after buying one, you have to trade it in and upgrade to the next biggest one, the next biggest one, the next biggest one. It was like an endless cycle. And everyone's just like, you've got another new camera. And it's like, I know, right? It's like I outgrow it. So Isn't this awesome? <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest, though. Yeah. Film photographers are the same way. Oh yeah! Oh no! One hundred percent. Yeah, I just I didn't get to that part yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little jump in the head a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's the same. You know, I kept screwing around, and I think it was like Ted Forbes' Art of Photography. He had like he has such a great old catalog of film photography stuff from his channel back in the day, and I mm -hmm. think it led to him. He mentioned Matt Day, and then the whole Matt Day explosion happened, and. At that time, I was already like shooting film and getting it developed at Walgreens, but it was like Lomography 100 that I got at Urban Outfitters mm -hmm. and in a camera that I didn't even know what the settings were. I was just pressing, you know, pressing the shutter button and hoping that something was coming out or having it on automatic. And 
you know, it really wasn't that long ago that I started down this like film journey again, you know, kind of minus like the the high school stuff. Like this was like the actual time photography meant something. And it, I've always wanted to be a painter. I think I've said this a million times on analog talk. Like I've always wanted to be a painter or like able to draw or be able to express myself through music or, and it's just like all those things I hit like a dead end and photography is kind of the only filter that's ever like, if I'm like, oh man, I want to see, uh, you know, I want to make up an image of like a girl with her hands in her face. I can do that. Like, I can't draw yeah. that, but I can certainly like take a photograph of it. You know, yeah. like if, if I get the balls to ask somebody to do a portrait session, it's not really my thing, but like, it, you know, I, if, if I see it in my mind, I can create it with a camera. So, you know, you just snowball when you're in the film world, you know, it's just like you just said about when I was saying about the digital camera stuff, it's like, you know, oh, I got a, a Nikon FE, I got a Nikon one F100, you know, you just keep like going back and forth. And then it was like medium format. Everybody's talking about medium. Oh, uh, yeah. I got an R67. Yeah. I got a Holga. I got, you know, it's just like it, you find so many. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like everybody kind of talks about something, gains buzz about something. Then you want to try it. And it's right. kind of just snowballed into this. Like now I have you know, a film photography podcast that I co-host with Chris. I shoot, you know, film every single day. It's like my love, my passion. I kind of just work at my job to pay my bills and everything else is like dedicated to photography all the time. Like all my time is spent to, you know, loving people's work and trying to make work that I'm proud of. Like it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's um. It seems like so many people have similar stories when it comes to actually getting into photography. Like there, there's mm-hmm. like there's like five like uh, origin <laughs> stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like comic yeah. book heroes. You know, we all we, everybody's got their their origin story, but it's the same as the person next to you. You know, it's it's like skateboarding, music, the military, mm-hmm. uh, a family member, or you just like need a way to express yourself or you know, some sort of therapy through art and photography is what you fall on. Uh, and that it's really awesome how that's kind of a trend. Um, cause I'm, you know, I, I'm similar to you, like, um, uh, music in high school. Um, I was a skateboarder. That's what really got me into it was like skateboarding. And yeah, stuff. same. That's, that's one thing I left out was skateboarding. Yeah. yeah. Definitely skated for many, many years. Still try to. At some yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm too old for that now. I just, it's a lost art for me, um, but I still enjoy like keeping up with it and all that stuff. And like, I, I still yeah. keep up with the big photographers like Grant Britton and like Templeton and all those guys, like they still do fantastic work uh, to this day. But I, I think kind of like to what you were saying um, with film photographers and like, I think everybody is so enthusiastic about it that you can't help, but kind of latch onto their enthusiasm. And you just oh, want to, you just want to yeah. feel what they're feeling. Yeah. So you're like, that camera is so rad. It's making them so happy. Like they, they love it so much. I want to feel that with that camera. Like maybe it's, it's a like different crack, happy. <laughs> it kind of is, you know. But I think it, that's it what's is. so yeah. great about certain ca- like. I think everybody is that way until they find that camera that's just like their right. camera, you know. Like once yeah. you find that camera that just works for you, I think it it makes that a little bit less. And then you become that person who's so enthusiastic about that camera that you're giving somebody mm-hmm. else gas for it. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how I got 
around to even like making the the YouTube videos and stuff that I was making there for a while, which I'm not done. If anybody wanted to know, I'm not done making them. I'm just trying to work on like a longer term plan for creating it because burnout is like a real thing. You know, oh, like yeah. if you if you put all your extra time into something, you get burned out very quickly. And like, I don't want that to happen again because I really enjoyed making those videos like i had a lot of fun i love video like it's weird because you know i never had any training or any sort of schooling on that stuff but it just like it comes to me it's kind of like i can always relate things to music like it's like picking up a an instrument you've never played before and you can kind of play around with it you know you can play mary had a little lamb with a guitar and you've never played a guitar before it's just like one of those things that kind of came naturally to me and i i kind of miss it like i need to i don't know I need like a team. That's <laughs> what I need. I wish I had I wish I had like a full team to do things all the time. Yeah. And with YouTube, it seems like it's kind of like hit there there's like a model now for the YouTubers that everybody tends to follow. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're either doing like vlogs where people are following you on a portrait session or you're doing a gear review or a thrift outing. Um and it seems like if you're not doing those sorts of things, then you're not really going to get the followers that everybody else does. You know, and then there's there are certain people that are, you know, that don't follow that. Like um, some of the large format photographers or some of like the alternative process, like they're just off doing their own thing and like, you know, good for them. But it seems like the big yeah. YouTubers, like they all kind of have a model that they all follow. And it's I feel like it would be hard to not fall into that trend and, you know, kind of just... Yeah get lost in all of the mess it's so easy to get yeah it's so easy to get that's what i mean that's kind of what discouraged me from doing it like i wasn't one day i just realized i'm like oh man i'm doing this not for me you know like i'm trying to cater to an audience that i don't even have you know like i'm thinking in my mind that like these are what these people want and 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 i don't know what they want you know what i mean i don't know these people that watch my channel or anything like that so it's really hard to to let i don't know to to do what you want and not feel like weird about it i don't i don't know how to explain it it's such a weird yeah a weird thing especially nowadays because you have like all these hype beasts that are like these Mm -hmm. young guys who are creating channels and they're I'm just like I don't get any of this content. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like I don't, no, I don't, I'm not that old. But like I feel real old sometimes when I get on YouTube and watch some of these guys' channels. I'm like I just don't connect oh, with this content, and that's kind of a shame mm-hmm. because like I'm sure it's super awesome what they're doing. It's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I I just I like I was saying. I just wish I. Uh... I, for a while, I had a kid that was, like, kind of coming with me, and he wanted to, you know, work on video stuff, because that's what he was going to go. It was just a co-worker, and he was going to go to school for video. His dad does video, and he just wanted to help and, like, kind of get some experience of shooting stuff under his belt before he went to school and stuff. And it was such a relief when he kind of hopped on my little YouTube team, and I it, it's just so much when you're doing these things by yourself. It's like I have to set up a camera and, like then worry about the photography. And I would start getting comments like, dude, you're you're shooting the same stuff in every video. Like, your photos lack any sort of, you know, and it's just like, it's real easy to buy into people talking shit. So yeah. it's it's tough. I mean, but it's like, I had so much fun and I, I love going back and looking at those videos to see like what I was shooting. And like, 
what I was doing. It's like an awesome little like time capsule thing, you know? Like it's it's fun. Cuz I don't diary or journal or anything like that. So it was like kind of nice to have that. I don't know. I, I just need to get my shit together and figure it out and get back on it. You just got to do you, man. You just got to do you and yeah. like and if they yeah. don't like it, they're not going to watch it, but you you might really connect with some a certain audience of people who don't connect with the 19-year-olds on there. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> so yeah, and I, you know, and I, and I think the way you're going about it is just you know taking a, a small pause and refocusing yeah. and trying to trying to plan out what you want the you know where you want to take the channel to. Next. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's better than just trying to go through the motions and then you know, you know, just putting up you know half-assed videos and or or whatnot and you know just stuff that you're not really in love with. And, yeah. you know, but but you feel like oh I got to do it out there to you know for for my viewers or for my followers or to get more followers. I mean you 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 took a you took a step back and said okay, I want to focus on something that's going to be meaningful to 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 your to you, right? Um, and then hopefully that translates to your followers also seeing, yeah okay this is the new vision this is how I'm going to yeah, take my yeah. channel and blah 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 and so. So I mean, cool, that's, dude. that's, that's the plan. I mean, I, I have two, two ideas like written down and kind of one video completely scripted through that. I just need to find someone to help me, you know, shoot it and do it. Right. And, uh, Brandon from film supply club, he's coming November 3rd. I think we're doing it. He wants me to like shoot in a video with him for his film supply film supply club youtube channel and i'm just like that's probably going to be the spark that i need to finally get my butt up and like because he you know he's got a a fun little channel and like doing cool stuff it's just i think i need like somebody to hang out with <laughs> to, right it's like kind of doing that you know just to get me like when i when i went to the film padilla and got to like talk to everybody in the film world dude i was like on fire for weeks after that just like <laughs> shooting and like man yeah. just you know, you just, you need that, like, inspiration every once in a while, and when you work, like, 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and, you know, photography's unfortunately not my main gig, you know, like, it, no. it wears you out, like, life is, you know, kind of tough Life is cruel. Cool. Right. Yeah, life <laughs> brutal. Yeah. And then and to people, find the one to go out and make pictures, then after that, it's like, shit. Right. <laughs> and not only that, like, people don't realize, like, podcasts are time-consuming, to create it's not just you talk into a microphone and then it goes out to people like, <laughs> yeah. there's actually stuff yeah. on the back end that you have to do as well so having that on top of a job on top of like trying to do a youtube channel and create you know content for each that aren't the same yeah. uh, it, it, that's mm -hmm. a lot it's a lot yeah yeah just keeping up with the social media is a lot too and yeah you know but uh, you know i happen to enjoy that stuff so yeah. see that's what i'm i'm so thankful for chris for that aspect like christine she kills it on the social media stuff like all the time. Like I do, we kind of trade off like feature Fridays every Friday. That's about my extent other than kind of posting stories every once in a while. Like I just don't have the time to do social media and I'm not good at it. Like that's what she does. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah. into that stuff. Yeah. So like, and knows all the tricks of the trade. I don't like, I'm so like out of the loop when it comes to it. I mean, I know enough to get through, you know, but it's, it's not my, I'm just, I'm so glad I have her for that, that it's like a team, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it is here. 
Ed, Ed yeah. takes care of our social media. We both have access to it, but he does most of the posts and stuff. Every now and then, like, I will respond to, like, somebody um, will, like, post us in their story, and I'll post mm-hmm. them. And uh, me and David Allen got into this funny uh, – or, or uh, D. Bloomsday on Instagram, if you guys don't know. If you guys don't follow him, you should be. Um, but we got into this really funny thing a couple weeks ago where he posted something on um, – his story and then I posted it and then he posted it with a sticker and then I reposted that with a different one <laughs> and it went on for hours. Nice. Yeah. This is after I, uh, we gave him a highlight in one of our, whatever the, one that's of what the, it was on one yeah. of our shows. And so when he saw that, he just, you know, that guy's a creative mind and he just kept on and, and he's, and he's funny. He's a funny dude too. So, yeah. 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 And that helps. Just kept, that helps. Yeah. Yeah, it's a spiral out of control, but it was awesome. That was funny. Yeah, that was a that was a fun afternoon. I, I I'd just get to my next stop and I'd see that he did another one. I was like, oh, what can I do on top of it? <laughs> yeah, that was a fun time. So, how did you and yeah. Christine meet? Oh man, so that yeah, analog talk, man. That uh, it was okay. So Eric Wallstrom, I don't know if you guys you guys know Eric, right? Yeah, I mean, I, his, I, his YouTube channel that. and stuff. So at the same time, Chris and I were both talking to Eric about doing something like and Chris and I didn't know each other at all. You know, like I was kind of hounding Eric. Like at that point, Eric was reaching out to me because he like dug my YouTube channel and was just like, dude, you got you know, you got it going on. Like, I really hope that you can grow and we should do something together sometime. And I'm like, okay, well, I live in Nashville. You live in New York. So I can't really like just come up there and like do a collab or whatever, you know, so I was like, we should do like like a video podcast or like a podcast. And this is when I was just getting into podcasts and stuff like that, listening to him. And I guess Chris was doing the same thing, you know, like on her end, talking to him was just like, Hey, let's do something. And we, we had a couple meetings, like the three of us and we did our first episode together and we did a second episode that was never released together. And, um, Eric kind of stepped back and, Chris and I were just like, so should we be done? Like, is that it? And we had a bunch of people kind of mentally lined up for the show. We're like, let's just keep going. So Chris and I just over, what I think we've been doing it for about three years. And we just became really good friends. You know, we talked every day about the podcast and about photography and about stuff. And, you know, it's analog talk went from zero to a hundred, you know, like we just, it's, it's a, full-time gig as you just said you know editing a podcast isn't just hitting stop and then upload it's you know i put <clears throat> i put probably like four to six hours into editing each episode because mm-hmm. we we uh we have pretty strict guidelines with recording like you need to have at least some sort of an audio device to record with us you know like even even if it's just apple headphones just because we want the audio to be the best it can possibly be and you know and I just sit and I work it out. And we've been we've been so fortunate with the guests that we've got to talk to, like the people that I've talked to. I mean, it still just blows my mind <laughs> that we get to talk to these people and that people message us and just say, like, how much they love the show. And just like, it's wild. It's wild. Like, it's almost like a dream come true when I think about that podcast. Yeah. So speaking of guests, you guys have had some major names on your show how how do you guys get these guests man i'm asking for a uh, friend <laughs> it's uh i don't know i think you just get lucky 
on a couple episodes. I think, like, it started with Joey from Awesome Cameras. I think he was, like, our second episode. Everybody knows Joey in the community, you know? And then you go to... Uh, I can't even remember, like, all the beginning people that we had that kind of just snowballed into, like, Jason Lee or Adam Rosenberg or, you know, like, all those people that have the bigger following and stuff like that. I think it's just, you know, how we reach out. We... We're, we we usually reach out through Instagram or even cold email still to this day. It's kind of hard to get people on. It's really not as easy as you'd think, like, you know, yeah. because it, thankfully we have like a pretty decent Instagram following. So when we do send a message to someone, they can look at our following and be like, okay, well, maybe these guys are like legit, you know, like maybe they yeah. are kind of, and that does help. But I mean, we even were getting people that I never thought like, you know, Jeremy, uh, uh, Bellamy, Bellamy Hunt from Japan Camera Hunter. Like when we had him on, you should have saw me. I was just like a giddy schoolgirl just sitting here. I had to keep hitting <laughs> mute because I like I've been watching and following him for years. Yeah. You know, it's right. just wild when you get to talk to these people. Same with Jason Lee, like yeah. hearing his voice. I mean, Vanilla Sky is like in my top five favorite movies of all time. Like his skateboarding career is legendary. Like his and then and then his photography. It's like, holy shit. Like, yeah, no, his photography again, is awesome. I, I just have to keep hitting mute and be like, what am I doing? This is insane. You know, like, I'm just, like, screaming <laughs> yeah, at my office. Sure. Like, this is... Total but, fangirl. Yeah, yeah I, I, oh, I man. get it. I see it, it all the time. The best part, I really wish... I need to start, like, recording Chris and I after the interviews because we we just, like, fangirl out. We're like, oh, my God, that was so amazing. Like, and, I mean, it's not even with big names. It's any time we talk to anybody, you know, like it could yeah. be a person that has 300 followers or it could be a person that has 300,000, you know, like every time we do that podcast, it's like, like heroin, you know what I mean? We're just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then it's always like two o'clock in the morning. By the time I'm like completely done, I'm just like, man, all I want to do is go shoot. Like all I want to do is go shoot. I can't wake the cats and the girlfriend up. They'll be so pissed if they see me walking out with my large format gear to go shoot at two and you know like it's just <laughs> yeah it's wild yeah i mean i love it i love i love 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 doing the podcast it's like i don't think i mean other than technical issues i don't think i've ever bad mouthed doing that podcast in my life yeah i i kind of feel you there we we've had similar situations where like we we have guests we pull a lot of people that obviously we know and we're familiar with first but you know we had joey on early um, yeah, Joey yeah. Reddy and he you know he was like our first big get and it was so rad to talk to him because as you said like I've followed Joey's work for a while and he's so awesome and then yep. you know Justin Rosenberg was our very first guest oh, and man. I love I, him I love I, him like it was yeah, really hard awesome. for me to not fan out on that one because <laughs> I love Justin Rosenberg I, like as a person um, mm-hmm. like I could say like I've never like really chatted with him a whole lot outside of the podcast before that uh, but like we're always talking on Facebook and all this stuff and but I, I'm absolutely enamored with my work with his work and I think like if there was a photographer that was like you know quote unquote favorite photographer that I had to choose of like a modern mm. person like it would be him like I, I love his work um, Dude, so like totally. he, he when he said yes I was like oh shit I was not expecting him to say yes like, right <laughs> off the bat like that it was so rad. Uh, uh, dude, that guy is so down to earth. I met him one time on a meetup. It was a, a one of our Freestyle Friday meetups with Andre and my my buddy Neil. And I had already been chatting with Justin, and you know, and he just he has the best Facebook posts. You know, oh, one hundred percent. He's know, like the funniest me, person I've ever exactly. seen. Exactly. Yeah. 
And so, you know, we met up at a taco shop because I love tacos and I make everybody else eat tacos. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, loves and, tacos, dude, and he is just so, just so such a, such a down to earth dude. So, yeah. 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 I mean, it's just like, you know, all you got to do is ask. I think this community is so supportive. I mean, yes, there are dickheads and assholes out here that, you know, want to flex and, you know, tell you that you're doing something wrong. But by, for the most part, like, even today, I messaged, um, we're trying to line up a bunch of stuff. Chris is on vacation, so we're taking two weeks off. We have an episode in the bank to release next week and all this stuff. And we just like to, you know, when we have these two weeks off, we like to really shoot out a bunch of messages and stuff and see who we can line up for. Because Christmas time, we always take, you know, from Christmas to New Year, like about the half of January, you know, we take a little break because we release every Wednesday. Like, we try to do every Wednesday. And it's, you know, we don't really like to take breaks because, you know, you don't want to let people down. Like, once you have a community and stuff like that that are yeah. that are backing you and behind you and, and tell you how much they appreciate it and, like, they go out and shoot, they listen to you on your way home from work. Like, you don't want to let these people down. So, like, we're always trying to work to get, you know more guests and i and i just out of the blue because alex so released that uh that uh that magnum course on magnum he released that course and i was like you know what i want to message him and just see if he would re even respond you know this is alex so like magnum mm -hmm. photographer and he was like oh man thanks so much for reaching out i'll check out a couple of your episodes and i was just like ah! <laughs> like wow. Like, if we get him, like, I will literally crap my pants. Like, no. <laughs> I would have responded, these are the two or three episodes I would like for you to listen to. Yeah. 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 I did. I'll I send you a him, select. A links. Yeah, yeah. I gave him a couple links of episodes, yeah. and I was like, you know, these are my three favorite, you know, if you want to fish around. I mean, there's nothing that right. I'm not proud of. Like, I, every episode, there's somebody has got something awesome to say. Even if it's, you know, five seconds, it only connects to you for just, like, one part of it, you know. I just feel like, because I listen to it. I listen to the episode probably, like, 15 times before mm -hmm. I put it out. It's because... You know, I listen to it the first time around and I'm editing and then I have my own little ritual with putting the episode out. And it's like even like being completely sick of hearing the episode, I'm still like, oh, man, he's so right right there. Man, Chris nailed it with that. Like, that's so funny. Like, you know, it's I, it's just fun. It's fun to get people together and talk about things that you love. Like, that's that's the best thing ever. Yeah, no, we 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 know what you're saying, man. <laughs> we feel you on that one because that's that was the whole impetus for this whole thing was just wanting to talk to other people and and wanting to pick their brains and all that kind of stuff. And you know, mm -hmm. it, everybody's so nice. I think the only I, we've had a couple people tell us no, um, and it was just more like you know, sorry, I'm I'm I don't like being the center of attention or like yeah. I don't feel oh, like. Yeah. I'm in that position or, or, or worthy of whatever, um, which is totally cool. Like, uh, I don't want to force anybody into doing it. You know, I reach out because I enjoy your work and your content. And, you know, if you're not comfortable, come, that, that's totally fine. The only person that, like, was even remotely a dick about it was I reached out to Jared Poland because I thought it would be hilarious because he's always oh, talking man. shit about film on his YouTube channel. And he kind of was like, yeah, nah. Like, how many followers do you have? <laughs> yeah, nah. Like, sorry, I have a bowling league. Wow. 
Man. Which, which, you know, yeah. to be fair, like, that's kind of what I expected right off the bat. Yeah. But, yeah. But, mm-hmm. but he, like, entertained it, and he talked to me for a little while, and then eventually was just like, you know, he's kind of like, sorry, I'm, I'm busy, you know? And it's like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's Jared Poland, so you expect him to be a little bit of a dick about it. And, you know, yeah, he was, he was nice enough about it, but he was himself at the same time. Like, I don't want to call him out for being an asshole, but, you know, because he wasn't being an asshole, but he was being himself. Man, that's so rad that he even responded. Like, I love that. Because, I mean, we all know him. I mean, know of him or whatever Mm -hmm. from his channel and stuff. I just think that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, he knows. He knows. He knows it all, man. He knows it all. (laughs) Yeah, that dude, I mean, he's hilarious. I still, I don't give a crap about digital stuff, but I still watch his videos because they're humorous, you know? They are. They are. And plus, he's from Philly. Like, it's like my hometown. Or not my hometown, but like. You know, I spent a lot of time in Philadelphia and stuff like that. So it's right. just always cool to see him talk about Philly. And, and and he just reminds me of people that I know because of living in Pennsylvania pretty much my whole life. So it's it's fun to see him. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a good time, like I, like I was saying. And it's, it's, it's nerve-wracking because you don't want to say the wrong thing when you ask somebody to be on the show. And we still try to... I, I remember we got... You know, there's there's haters in everything you do. Like, there's people that hate the way you do. And, you know, there's always going to be that person or those people or whatever. And we we get the people that say that we say the same thing all the time. And, and I always have to, like, you know, Chris, it's going to be okay. Like, we we're doing like we do a service you know like and i hate to sound like i'm not trying to sound cocky or arrogant or anything like that but we're trying to bring entertainment to people and get these interviews with people that everybody i mean these are we always ask the people that that you know like who do you guys want on the show and then we'll message all the people that they ask you know and it's i don't know it's just weird that there's 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 like the hate and i'm always like man come on it's okay like we're fine there's like you know a bunch of other people that enjoy what we're doing so don't don't let the hate i i always always feel good about the podcast like i never like get bummed out or think it's a bad thing or i that's one thing that like i'm so glad that you know because youtube is ruthless like you get on youtube and you people it's just like i remember saying that a camera didn't have a bulb setting on one of my videos and man people are still messaging me about that shit they're just like (laughs) They're like, what do you mean if you click it to the T and you flip it over to Y and then you bang it on the ground three times, it has a bulb setting. And it's like, one <laughs> shit. I could have easily said that, but I was saying there's no easy bulb setting. Like, there's no B, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. that's what I was saying. There's Not no that, B, bitch. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> People are just ruthless, and that's yeah. a, I kind of love that about the podcast because it's not in an environment where people. I mean, you have like the review section on iTunes and stuff, yeah. but it's it's not like there's not like a comment section every time we release an episode. So I don't right. have to sit there and like bite all my nails off and get bummed out about it. No, that's a good point. Like when we were first starting out, we got a few people who were like, "You got swear too much, and you, you know, mm-hmm. Max mm-hmm. is too much of a bro. I don't want to hear the bro." And I'm like, "Well, you know, <laughs> listen, don't listen then. You know, yeah. Mac is Mac, and and people don't realize like Mac is just like that's just who he is. He's a nice dude, but he's he's a little abrasive, and and mm-hmm. that's just Mac. And you love it or you hate it, and we love it here, so we keep him around. Like if you don't like that's it, right. there there are other podcasts. There are, yep, yep. And that's another thing. Like, I'm glad there's other podcasts, and yeah. and and it's funny because I I listen to pretty much all of them. Like, my I I'm so consumed with photography that I'm always trying to listen 
to something. Like I always listen to negative positives and then the, the film photography pro- project, like those guys, like, I mean, you know, I've been listening to them for years. Like I can't wait until Matt day comes back with his podcast. Cause you know, he's going to have like sick ass guests all the time. Of and it's just wild. Like, I, I don't know why, I don't know. I don't know why there has to be like a competition. Like, I don't know, man. I, I love absorbing it all. Like as much as I can learn all the time, I'm trying to do it. Even at work, I have coworkers that are like, oh, wow, you're like still watching that photography video. Like why well, you should be, you know, busting your table right now. And I'm just like, damn it, come on, man. Let me, leave me alone. Oh, they can wait a few more minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. I'm the same way. Like I, I'm in my van a lot, driving from account to account to like repair stuff, and like that's all. I've got my earphones in the whole day, like in my van, in mm-hmm. the account, like nonstop. And like I don't only listen to photography podcasts, but I'd listen to a solid like probably twenty, twenty five hours of photography podcasts a week. <laughs> same here. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just sure. pretty much all of them. Like there are there are a couple yep. that I, I tuned out of, but. I listen to pretty much every one of them every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. I just wish, I wish I was more, like, involved on the, like, the social media community side, like I was saying earlier, because it's, yeah. I'm so bad with, like, names and faces and, you know, song lyrics and song titles. Like, I can't tell you who, what the song title of that whatever song was, you know, but I know it. Just yep. like I know everyone's like face and Instagram handle, and it was just so crazy. Like I can, I still can't stop talking about that film photography idea because we don't have like many meetups around here in Nashville, so I don't get to go to like crazy events like that. No. And to go to that event and just to see like you know faces to the names that I've been seeing for years on like Instagram and stuff like that, it's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah, and Ed, cool. you were the you were the first person that I saw at the Badia. Like you came like right when we got there, you were like, I know you, but you don't know me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I was... no, no, you did layovers. That Z awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about. That was yeah, that was that weekend was awesome. No, dude, I, I had to I had to be bold. I had to step out of my uh my my shyness shell, I guess, and uh, <laughs> you know, just to be like yeah, there he is. Shyness, Shell. And if there was one word to describe you, shy would never be that word. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have thought that at all. With... Yeah, no, I mean, I'm a little social butterfly, but at first I'm a, I'm pretty quiet and reserved. But then once you get to know me, then there you go. You get, you get, the, whole, you get the whole yeah. show. You, you get yeah. the full Don Conde. The full Don Conde, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no, that Padilla, that Padilla was was an awesome weekend. I can't wait for the next one to come. I know, I know, and um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you know, you have imaging coming to your area pretty soon, and I know a lot of people are talking about going up there for that. Are you gonna Are you gonna be checking out Imaging USA? Wait, that that's coming here. I don't yeah. even know about this. Yeah, what is gonna, this? It's this gonna be in Nashville coming. next year. It's a it's like the it's a photography conference. I'm I'm not completely sure exactly what it is because I've never been, but yeah. Um, it, I know it's gonna be in Nashville again this year because I was talking to Bill Manning. We were talking about um driving up there and because I know they're doing like a Kodak photo walk again this year, like they did uh, the year oh, before. Oh, okay, last. so that's yeah, yeah. C forty one podcast was yeah. here, I think. Yeah, and they did the big Kodak thing. That was like right before the meetup that we did. I think we did one like two months later because 
we were talking with Kodak about getting some film to hand out for our meetup, and they were like, oh, didn't you guys just have one? And we're like, no, I think that was another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, if that's, yeah, I mean, I will definitely have to look into that more because I would love to, because I know, Chris, there's like a big thing in NYC coming up this week, too. There's like some of the dark rooms there, Cinestill, like all those people are going to be in New York City mm. this week for something. And Chris is like changing her flight around from, going back to LA to go hang out in New York and represent the podcast and do all that stuff. So I think I will probably have to do the same here. If there's like some sort of big photography event, I should probably, you know, throw on an analog talk t-shirt and, you know, shake hands and kiss babies' foreheads and all that stuff that you have to do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to say, I know, uh, I think Mike Gutterman's going down for it. Uh, I think John Gregory uh, cool. has talked about going down for it. Uh, I know Bill and Steven, well, I don't know if Steven now since he's got the baby, but I know Bill was talking about going and I was, I was mentioning maybe going, it just depends on like work schedule and stuff for me. But, uh, you know, Nashville's only like a five hour drive for me. So it's not, yeah, yeah. it's not like, well, let me, let me know if you do, we should talk a little bit closer to the time and we should yeah. maybe like set up like a, like a meetup of podcasts or something, something yeah. crazy, just do something, you know, for sure. That'd be cool. For sure. That yeah. would be pretty cool. Because be I've done I've that. done stuff with Bill in Atlanta. Um, did you catch that one, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> oh done... yeah, I did catch that one. Yeah, but you know, I was just thinking right now that Tim was talking about uh, uh, the um, analog talk T-shirt. I something just I just started envisioning a grainy days bathrobe. Ooh, <laughs> like, like like you know, kind of. I don't think it's a bathroom. It's more like like a like a cigar coat, you know, like the real okay. silky ones. Yeah. And then with our Grainy Days logo on the back, I think that would be slick. Okay. Dude. Yeah, man. That would. Oh, yeah. They they would go Kinda great like, with like, you know, those glitter stickers that I ordered. Like put like a glittery patch on the back of it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was just uh, yeah. So I didn't quite catch the Atlanta. Atlanta. Because I was yeah because I was visioning the uh, the the silk uh, road there. Mm. Man, I, well, if you do, let me know because I would like one. I need a nice house coat. There you go. <laughs> we gotta figure out where we can make that happen. Anyway, yeah, I did some stuff with Bill down here, uh, like a photo walk and stuff, a couple times, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun. It's always fun to just meet other people because I live on the outskirts, um, similar to like where you are with Franklin. That's kind of how I am mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Um, I'm like, I'm still technically in Metro Atlanta, but I, I'm, I'm like, a, I'm 20 miles from the city. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's about what I'm at. I'm I'm about. I think it's like 17. If I want to get like real technical with it. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's. <laughs> it it, it's not necessarily easy to deal with the traffic to get in and out of there to do stuff. So no, same, I, I don't. Same here. I don't get around and hang out with a lot of film photographers either. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about your actual photography. Like we've talked about the podcast. Oh, and I think yeah. we've got a. I think we I think everybody's got a good grasp on like what's going on with analog talk. So let's um yep. let's kind of dive into more of your stuff. Um so we know you've been on a big Lomo 800 kick lately. Um Oh, man. Yeah. Like I what love that what kind <laughs> of drove you to that stuff? I love that film. Yeah, it's so good. Man, so I don't even know when my first role. I I've been see I I see the Lomo 800 craze going on like now. But I I have been repping that film for so long because I'm predominantly a black and white film shooter. Mm -hmm. And I the reason why I love Lomo 800 is because of like dark, dingy gray days. Like, I think it really holds up. And 
and shows like say it's a gray cloudy ugly day like i just feel like it it shows like how that feels like if i shoot something in that light or in that mode it really represents it well because it's like really heavy in the dark colors like it's got almost like a yellowish black feel to it i don't know how to explain it but that's how i always like envision a shot i just think of yellow and black and that's usually what it looks like when i take a shot with it like it's really good with reds it handles red and gray and you know i don't shoot it much in the sun so i can't really talk about it on that level of things but it was just one of those things like i think i was at you know barnes and nobles or urban uh what is it urban outfitters yeah that's the name of it and they had it for sale and i probably bought like three boxes of it or something because it was cheap on sale through them and just kind of fell in love i i was working on a a laundromat we would go to the laundromat this is before we had like a washer and dryer here in our apartment and we would go every thursday and i would just shoot the people at the laundromat because it was a yellow laundromat and i just fell in love with using Lomo 800 for that. And that's basically all I used it for for so long and just been repping it as long as I can. Cause it, 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 for being like a black and white shooter, I'm not really into like, you know, the pastelies of Ektar uh, and I'm not into portrait. I, I respect and enjoy portrait, but I don't like it. Like I really don't like portrait, which is, you know, I know that's the last, that's yeah. blasphemy to say that, but I just don't get it, and especially how everybody under or um, yeah underexposes underexposes it a stop. Like it just doesn't. I don't know. It has this weird like haze to it when you do that, and I'm just not into it. I'm, you know, if I'm gonna shoot color film, it's it's usually either Lomo 800 or what have I been shooting lately? That's color. Little, any Kodak Gold in there, buddy? I used to. I have a. I still have like two Ziploc bags full yeah. of 100 through 400 Kodak Gold. It was just yeah. you know you you pick a box up every time you go to the like Kroger. Kroger used to carry it here, and they threw it all in their uh, clearance bin. And I bought all the. They were like three or four packs. I forget what they were. Like three rolls or four rolls per pack, and I just scoop them up every time. I always loved 100 and 400, 200. It, I don't know. I never really got into 200. I don't know what it was with it, but I just never got into it. You got to shoot it at 800. Yep. Is that is that the thing? Yeah. Okay. Push it to yeah. 800. You, yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, it. just develop it normally. Shoot yeah. it, rate it at 800, and develop it at 200. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's nice and contrasty. Yeah. See that? Like, I love... I love like Portra and Ektar when it's on four by five film, like it renders really well. That's how I feel about like HP five and stuff too, like, or FP four. Anytime I shoot those films in four five, I really enjoy the way it comes out. But with 35, I mostly shoot 35 millimeter. I mean, I do shoot a lot of medium format, but if I'm going to be, you know, my every day is either like a point and shoot or a range finder. So like, I'm always like finishing a roll of color something uh, or not color something, just 35 millimeter something. And it's usually, I, I'm actually down to only two rolls of Lomo 800. I really need to get on the grind and order some more. Well, it's gone up, man. I remember when you could get the three pack of the Lomo 800 for $11. And, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. I and it's, it's over $30 on Amazon. If you try to order it from Amazon, really? it's over $30 a box. 
And I haven't ordered it so long. You don't order it from Amazon. No, 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 no. I don't order it from Amazon, but I'm just saying, like, if you were to try to order it off, like, I would used to when it was $11 a box. Yeah, yeah, same. But now it's it's like $34 and some change. Uh, You know, it's $19 everywhere else. Yeah, that's outrageous. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. It's crazy. I don't shoot a lot of... Well, it's caught on. I yeah, think it, it's finally like it really caught on. I mean, it is a, a great film, and and I've been seeing people shoot it like in normal lighting situations. Like I yeah. said, like I I usually shoot it at night. I use it as like a like a more cinematic nighttime looking, kind of like a cinestill, but not you know not cinestill because you can yeah. never get it. But <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> you can never get that film. I've been on the hunt, and it's like I again. I saw like a roll of 800 T 35 millimeter for 33 dollars on yes, yeah. on just a roll, <laughs> yeah. one roll. Just, just think about all the Lomo 800 you can get. Yeah, for one roll of Cinestill or Kodak or Portrait 800, and, and you know if you're a normal person, you'll be like, yeah, I'll go with more Lomo, more film versus this one roll of film. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you were to order a, uh, it's like seventy-eight dollars for a five-pack of eight hundred T. You know, mm. if you were to order it from the Cinestill website, like if you spend, you spend that's twelve rolls of Lomo eight hundred. Yeah. So it, it's just you know it, it depends on how you're shooting. Like if you want that halation and the feel of the Cinestill, then like don't let us talk you out of trying to shoot it. But just know that it, you don't have to sh- spend that much money to have a capable film at night. What kind of what's the actual film that's 800T with the Remjet? Is that the 500? It's, it's 500. Yeah. yeah, I think it's 500, and it gains more of a stop of light because of the Ramjet being taken off. Yeah, I forget. I saw somebody on on the YouTube do a comparison of the 500 and the 800T, and it was pretty wild, like how similar they look. And you can get 500T for you know pennies compared to that to mm-hmm. the Cinestill film. Mm-hmm. I mean you gotta do all the legwork, you know. But it's I, really I, not that much. You know Isn't it? See I still haven't done that. I need to I have a couple rolls of it that were sent to me to, to try. We were talking really with did. um Devin and Joe last week about the five hundred and um and even like the two fifty D Bill Manning is actually uh, I was talking to him on my way home from work one day. Um it was like a month or two ago and it was like right after he got back from Washington and he shot a lot of the 250D up there but he was telling me that him and Michael had found like this guy who was buying big tubs of the ECN2 remover and then while we were on the podcast last week actually I don't remember if it was Devin or Joe but one of them found that uh, Freestyle and B&H actually sell the Rimjet removing solution for like $12 a bottle Mm. yeah the, to do the ECN development? Yeah, it's the ECN2 pre-wash yeah. is what yeah. it's called. And it's it, it's essentially like just a rimjet remover. Yeah. Man, that's wild. Yeah. That you can, yeah. I'm going to have to order. That's a, that's a good, uh, mom, if you're listening, that's a good stocking stuffer to get me for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He also wants a insert yeah. here. <laughs> sorry about all the cursing, mom. Yeah, sorry, mom. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. No, you know, it's really funny because, you know, being on social media and stuff like, you know, I'm a moderator on the Negative Positives uh, Facebook group page. And, yeah, and yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's a there, there's very obvious swings in the community lately. 
like more so than it used to be. Like mm-hmm. you'll see, like there every week there is a hot item, and sometimes yep. it might last two weeks, but. Every week there is something that people are on, and it seems like Lomo 800 is that new thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish I shot... I really tried to push myself this summer with doing more color photography, because, like, I really do love... I love color. Like, it's so, like, classic and timeless. Like, the greats, you know, they, they've all shot color and all that great stuff, and, like, I just find it so complicating. Like, you know, there's like a red car in the background of your shot, and it's that's all your focus is going to be pulled towards. So, I mean, it's so much easier for me to shoot black and white, like all the yeah. time, all the time. Yeah. No, I hear you. I just prefer uh, the aesthetic of black and white. Like, I don't even think about that when I'm shooting color. I just th- think about my composition and whatnot. And maybe that's why I don't end up liking my color images as much because I don't even think about that <laughs> fact. Um, that, yeah. You know, what I want to be the draw is not necessarily the draw in the image but um for me it's just i think i see and i don't I, obviously i don't see in black and white but i think i see in black and white when it comes to photography no i, I totally get that i i totally feel the same way yeah yeah i've started to work on my hip shots oh fun where, that's fun where i'm not you know it's just uh point the camera somewhere and see you know um so that's kind of my latest thing but yeah i've been shooting a ton of black and white uh, and that's why my recent uh, conversion over to color, just to kind of um, uh, get a little bit more color uh, uh, shots in my library. So when I start posting color next year, because I'm finishing off the year with black and white, I've decided. So when I start posting color next year, I want to have enough um, backlog of images that I can post for six months of just straight color shots that wow. I've taken this year. Um, and then at the at that halfway mark, switch over to black and white. So mm. at some point, maybe March or April, I'll switch over to black and white, and then start shooting more black and white, and so I can have the, and then just kind of flip flop it. So, you know, I, I wish we could look at our Instagrams like a like a uh, like in a book, you know, so you can kind yeah. of see, you know, each page would be a month's worth or whatever, but then you can just see the difference oh like oh okay at this point this guy switched or he's now shooting this type or or he you know uh he's, he's sharing this color film or color shot versus black and white or or instant and whatnot so hmm. but yeah i mean that's how like if you scroll through my instagram that's pretty much it, it's funny like i i was doing it the other day i was kind of deleting a bunch of stuff that you know i didn't feel like it needed to be up there anymore and i i've been really stingy with posting on instagram lately i've just been holding on to everything and i i don't know when that happened like when i started being like i don't want to share everything anymore i just started getting stubborn with my photography and i was looking back you can just see like because i've been shooting so much color in the last like year i would say compared to you know, you'll go through my Instagram, it's like black and white, black and white, black and white. Oh, there's like a, a Polaroid, black and white, black and white, black and white. Oh, Tim must have shot a, a roll of Ektar here because there's three Ektar frames, you know, and then it's like black and white, black and white, black and white. And yeah. recently it's just been a lot of a lot of color or instant stuff I've been shooting. Yeah. I need to do that, though. I need to, like, bank up photos, like, like you're saying, Ed, so I can, yeah. you know, have like a post or two a week instead of... Right. not engaging with people because it, it is fun to talk to people about photography <laughs> and oh, i keep forgetting yeah. that 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the, the one constant that I've been having is just my half ring Friday because I've been on this oh, half that's ring cool. gig yeah. since last September. And and as long as I, I post that one, that one's the religious post. That's the one that I post all the time, every Friday. I At one point throughout that 24-hour period, I post half ring Friday. But all the other days, I'll be like, ah. I'll just let this one ride a couple of more days, and then, <laughs> and then I'll dump another just you know thirty-five millimeter shot or or one twenty, you know, and then uh, I'll just. Um, but my half frame Friday, I always you know I I, uh, I do that every Friday, or I try to. So. That's cool though, because you can kind of go back to that later and maybe yeah. make something out of that, like a little project or or book or something. While you said that, there is a zine. There we go. Yeah, half frame yeah, Santa yeah. Monica. Yeah, half frame Santa Monica. So. Oh, that's right. Um, I yeah. did see that. I did yeah. see that. So, yeah. also, Ed, is this whole yeah. color transition, um, so that people aren't surprised when you drop your color zine next year? That's correct. When yeah. I dropped my my half frame Atlanta. See, I said it right, dude. Yeah. No. You okay? Yeah. So I'm gonna give you a pass on this one, but I really think you're messing up by not calling it half frame hot Atlanta. Uh, you know, I haven't titled it yet. I'm just saying it's Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I the can. working title is just Atlanta, right? The now. working title, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what's gonna happen. Is you know. I gotcha. Yeah. All right, I see. You got plans. You got plans. <laughs> so speaking of zines, you, yeah. you've got a couple zines that you've put out, and one pretty fairly recently, right? It's been like the last six months. Yeah, yeah, three days. It was like a. A trip home, uh, excuse me, my uh, girlfriend, her, oh, I think it was like her uncle, her uncle and her grandmother passed in like the same amount of time. So we weren't able to go home for the funerals and stuff, but we went home, you know, a couple weeks or like a month after or something to spend time with family and, and all that stuff. And while I was there, I did just like a quick little, well, quick, I shot probably like 13 or 14 rolls while I was home and uh, just kind of cherry picked and picked a little story out of it. And I I really like how that came out. That was like the first one that I've done in a while where I kind of went through the motions of like, you know, making the four by sixes and, and this picture looks good with this picture. And then this one looks with this one. And then I was shooting this specifically. Like it was, it was a fun little exercise, I guess I I could say. It was just fun to, 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 to go into it thinking that I wanted to make something out of it. So I kind of pushed myself for that project and because the first I, I made my first uh i guess like real zine or book uh, i made it in a hurry you know I, everybody was talking about zines and you get wrapped up in the idea and it was like oh i want one too and i like rushed all these photos i took it was all shot on my mamiya of like kind of street photography stuff of downtown franklin and you know i'm still proud of it i still i just wish i would have kind of been a little more mindful about it and like took my time instead of just kind of like clicking photos into the boxes on the little blurb software like there was no like planning the story out of the zine and every time i go through it i'm just like oh this is so like it's just doesn't feel like there's like a narrative through the through the photos you know like it's just like pictures yeah but i'm working on some stuff now i have two fairly long-term projects going on and and one is uh, one of my coworkers, which is my one of my girlfriend's like best friends down here. 
her boyfriend had committed suicide last April. <clears throat> and I've been working on a project with her about grief and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I'll go over and at, at first, like I went there like pretty much right away, like not right away, but, uh, like a week or two or, but yeah, I guess it was pretty much right away. I started going over to her place and that's where he did. It was in her basement and it, it was just like so much emotion for her. And she asked me to do it. Like she came to me and was just like, Hey, do you want to just photograph this process? And I was like, yes. At first I was like, Oh my God. Yes. Like this is finally like something like awesome that I can work on. And then I was like, Oh wait, this is like dark. That's and, heavy. Yeah. And do I want to yeah. get into this? Like, do I really want to, because I'll tell you, like, at first, I would spend two hours just sitting with her and letting her talk and cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was, like, he was my friend, too, you know? So it was just, like, a lot of emotions. But, man, like, the work that I got out of that, I haven't shot anything with her in a while. But now I'm starting to kind of, like, collate things. And she kind of gave up on her end of the project. Like, she wanted to make, like, a self-help book out of it, which she might at some point for, like, someone who's grieving. And by all means, she can have any photo out of that project that she wants. But I kind of talked to her, and I was just like, hey, do you care if I do something with this? Like, I've been sitting on this for, you know, a while now, and I just kind of want to tell the story, you know? Like, yeah. it's... And she's like, oh, man, go for it. Like, go for it. So I, I I, bought two photo albums. And, I mean, I probably took around, I don't know, 700, 800 photos. And a lot of it's Pentax 6-7. Um, I have a cheapo Vivitar point-and-shoot that just adds so much, like, grit to... I did a lot of, like, personal belonging stuff, like his work gloves, his workbench... Um, like beer cans and he wrote some like scriptures on the wall and stuff like you could tell he was dealing with like mental mental illness for a really long time and yeah it, it was just like kind of a kind of a project that hit me out of nowhere that I didn't know that I needed you know like it was kind of like a self-check kind of thing too like hey like are you doing okay Tim like do you you know it was yeah. just it all came together at at a great time and like now i'm ready to start kind of making something out of it i don't know if it's going to be a, a, a smaller zine i don't know if it's going to be a book i don't know what it's going to be yet but i'm going to start laying something out and working on it because there's just some like really good information kind of for everyone at this time i feel like mental health is finally being like pushed forward for people to see i mean it's not as much as it should be because i mean people are still sick and not getting any sort of help but I don't know. I just feel like it's been a, a good project to work on, and I'm excited to take it to the next step of, you know, printing the photos and making the book and maybe doing a show or something out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a really kind of excellent way for just for, like, awareness, you know, because not everybody thinks yeah. about that kind of stuff. And just, you know, even if you just put it out just to put it out, like – you don't know who that's going to touch, you know, somebody might it, yeah. like might need that, you know, it might, they might see that and, oh shit, you know, I need to get some, I need to check myself out. I need to evaluate something. Yeah. Cause it's really no joke. Yeah. No. I don't think people think about like, they're, they're so wrapped up with like whatever they're dealing with. I don't think they think about like who they're leaving behind, you know, yeah. or, or what they're leaving oh, behind, man, like, a... the repercussions of it. 
Yeah. That's a big part of that story, too. Like, just with some of the, like, the family portraits and stuff that I took. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was just, man, yeah. And, and just to see that firsthand, like, I've never personally had anything like that happen to me. You know, I've lost friends and stuff like that, but never to to something like that, to that extent. And to yeah. see, like, the ripple that that shoots out into, like, the entire family. You know, it's 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 something else. Yeah. And it was like it was an honor to be a part of that. Like I don't know, it was yeah. it was, you know, there was a lot of conflict, and it was a lot of like, is this too private to be shooting? Because you know, there's always the debate of like going and shooting like heroin addicts. You know, it's like a yeah. it's a it's awesome looking photo, but like, man, you is know. that your story to tell? You know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I feel you know, like. I, yeah, I feel like in that case, like you know, if she you know welcomed you into her home for that and asked you to then you know whether it's your deal that you're going through or not like it she's giving you the opportunity to tell that story for her because maybe yeah. she doesn't have the strength to do it herself mm-hmm. i mean that was the plan like the plan was she wanted to use i mean it was kind of like a two birds one stone kind of thing like she wants to use some of the photos for like a grieving widow's book or a grieving girlfriend's book or what could we do different book or something she has some sort of an idea like i think she does write and that's kind of one of her passions and stuff so she wants to you know kind of do something with it and i kind of want to do something with what i got out of it too because i feel like there's enough there to kind of send a message you know or spread an awareness or something so it's yeah it's just crazy how things like that happen, though, like where I'm documenting something like that. You know, that wasn't a project that you can plan. <laughs> no, of course like, not. Yeah. It's not a project that you want to plan. No, exactly. not Exactly. So you mentioned another long-term project. Let's what, 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 Give us the skinny on that one. Well, I've been I've been shooting downtown Franklin. Like so okay, so it goes back to that first zine that I was talking about. I did a book called Homespun. You can still right. get it on my blurb site. <laughs> um, but I did a book called Homespun and it's it's about Franklin and how it's like it's my home now and it wasn't my home. It's kind of like an outsider's view because everything about Franklin, since it's a tourist town, like when I envisioned this project, like this portion of it. I, I think of it like a like a brochure that you would see in a visitor center, but I want it to be the parts of this town that you don't see, you know, like the like the like the seedier sides of town, like the the I don't know. It's just like it's weird. I want to try to bring like the real heart of this town. Like there's so many parts of this town that you don't see. It's like everybody thinks it's the Franklin Theater, it's the monument in the middle of the square, it's Starbucks, and it's you know, they just think it's one thing, but there's so much more of a story than just Main Street, you know, like, so I'm trying to, that's, I've been working on that for, I mean, I'm going to obviously include some of my original stuff from the homespun zine, but I think when I hit the 10 year mark of, it's not even close to being done. I, I still have about three years or until I feel like it's finished kind of thing. Like if I feel like I've capped it off, but every time I, you know, take like four months off on the whole project. I see something else that I need to dig into and show people that, you know, that's what a lot of my photography is. It's a lot of like this town and what's going on in this town, but I don't share it because I want to save it for, <laughs> for, for, for a later date. So I never get to share really much of it. 
I've heard a lot of people talk about they don't like to share the images that they're going to put in their, you know, meaningful work later on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Again, it kind of makes sense is because you people talk all the time about how you post it to Instagram and that image is gone. Like people see it and, you know, they, they scroll past it. And once they scroll past it, that image doesn't yep. exist it's anymore. Done. Nobody yep. cares about it. So that makes sense, though, that you're you save a lot of those images and four months is a lot of time for a town. Like they, you know, it doesn't take construction workers long to change things nowadays. Oh, I mean, we've even got like two new hotels and a strip mall going in at the end. And, you know, I got all of it from it being like a skeleton building to when Baskin Robbins changed their sign to, you know, I just like see things. And it's funny. Cause like I'll post, uh, like a funny picture of like the sidewalk being broken by like cones and then they have like some something blocking it and like sidewalk broken and it's funny because like this one girl she'll always shoot me a message on Instagram she's like that's so funny I noticed that too I just love when she sends me messages and it's like oh yeah I saw that too like that's so funny that like we saw the same thing mm-hmm. and thought that it was kind of like you know worth taking a look at kind of thing yeah it's weird. I just hope that I hope that it kind of works out, and and I, I I just hope I go through with it because long term projects are kind of like you kind of think about it on the back burner type thing, and I think we call it a long term so we don't have to finish it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I feel so, <laughs> it's a long term project. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. I have but a notebook full of zine ideas, and I'm like, this can be a long term idea. This can mm-hmm. be, you know, I don't have to mm-hmm. do this one right now. And I have a big project that I've talked about that I really want to like get sit down and work on, but I just. For me, I'm like, I'm not good enough yet. I'm not good enough. I don't have the skill to pull all this off yet. And mm-hmm. like, really, I think if I, if I, you know, got my ass off of whatever I'm doing and actually put some time into it, I could probably make the project come to life and actually do something with it. But I'm like you. I don't like asking people to pose for me and whatnot. And yeah, it's yeah. a portraiture project. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I have a project that like, I really <laughs> want to do that's like a portraiture project, but I'm like, I don't want to ask people to come pose for me. And it's especially hard to like, Hey, do you want to come pose for me? And also I need you to eat this raw habanero. Yeah, <laughs> dude, sign me up. I'm in. I'll, I'm gonna hold you to that. Yeah, <laughs> when I get it rolling, all you I'll... have to do is Craigslist, bro. Just yeah. put it on Craigslist. There's a lot yeah. of crazies out there. I'm telling I don't want to invite crazy people into my home, you know, yeah, or true. necessarily go into crazy people's homes because, like, essentially the project is <clears throat> it's it's a color project as well, which not a color shooter. Um, so it, it's just like the complete opposite of me, but I'm like, I want to do this because it seems so yeah. cool. <laughs> because, like, I love hot peppers and chilies and stuff, and, like, the whole thing, I've talked about it on here before, is, like, I want to take a photo, like, just a portrait of somebody, and then I want to give them a hot pepper and take a photo, like, right after they've eaten it, because I really, oh, man. I really love yeah. the way people's faces blush and, like, the reaction and how, like, you know, their eyes start watering immediately. Uh, and I, I just, I think that, like, it's it's humorous for one. It's kind of humorous. It's kind of funny. Everybody likes to see their friends in pain. But at the same time, like, mm-hmm. I really do love the way people's faces blush when they, like, chomp into something spicy. Mm-hmm. And I want to actually take a trip up to another part of it is I want to go to South Carolina and visit um, Ed Curry, the guy who runs, like, Pucker Butt 
Pepper Company. He's the guy who invented the oh, Carolina Reaper yeah, and all that. Yeah. And, like, take photos on, on his farm and like talk to him and take a photo of him and put him in it and you know all that kind of stuff. And so like it's a big project in my head, but I bet if I actually like put some work into it, I could probably knock it out in a year or so. Dude, but yes, I just yes, I just it. look at myself and I'm like I'm not ready for that. I don't. I'm not a good enough portrait photographer. <laughs> Like no, I was that's how it ready. is, man. That's how it is. Our brains are real tricky like that. Yeah, I keep telling myself, I'm like, well, originally it's like I'm just gonna shoot. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a really nice lens for my Minolta, and I'm gonna shoot it on my Minolta. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna do it on an autofocus camera, so I don't have to worry about it. So I went and bought uh, a big autofocus lens for my canon autofocus camera and i was like you know no i'm gonna do medium format i bought a mamiya rb67 i was like you know what i don't want to do it on this camera i'm gonna do it on hasselblad so i got my hasselblad mm-hmm. and i'm like now i'm like you know what i think i'm gonna do it on four by five so i'm gonna get my four by five set up I'm like you know what? maybe this should be an eight by ten project yeah oh my goodness <laughs> i love it and then i'm and then it's gonna evolve to me shooting um that 110 six, film, yeah, one ten, yeah, yeah. or that six, the sixteen by twenty Polaroid. Oh, go. dude, that would—that's like a dream of mine. I want to be shooting one of those, man. Oh my goodness, right? No, one day mm. I'll get off my lazy ass and I'll do something with it, and it'll probably never live up to the expectations in my head, but it's gonna happen one day. You gotta try though. Like that's yeah. one thing. Um, when I okay, so Alex Soth he released that Magnum course just recently, and somebody asked me, they were like, "Was it worth the hundred dollars?" Because I literally saw it and I was like, "As soon as I get out of work, I'm buying this." Because oh man, I forget what it was called. He did. Uh, there was a documentary that was made about him when he was making Broken Manual, and it was just so good. Like watching him work, I was like, even if it's half of that. I would pay $100 for it. And I mean, his workshop comes with, I think it's like five hours in videos of him explaining and kind of giving secrets and all kinds of stuff. And each video comes with like a PDF workbook that you get to go like through it with him. And like, it's just such a cool idea. Like, I'm super glad I got it. And it's totally filled me with inspiration again, especially shooting like large format and, and doing portraits because, you know, you it's scary to ask people to do things like that and he mentions that all the time like he was the quiet guy that you know when he worked for a newspaper he was shooting people with a long lens from like far away and and until somebody gave him a shot to actually take a portrait he was like so scared to say things to people and you know i've shot plenty of portraits and once i'm in them like once i'm doing it it's so cool but getting up to it you know even even little things like getting on this like doing the podcast like every time before like we do a show i'm just like <gasps> like what am i gonna say am i gonna sound stupid like oh my god and then it's like once it's gone it's fine like i just think you need to you know fill fill your fill your film holders get your camera get out there and do it like just do it because once you're doing it man you're gonna be like dude what was i sitting around like waiting to do yeah. this for like <sighs> you're probably 100 percent right on that one do it Cause that's how I feel now. Like now I want to like, I, I got my notebook out again. I'm like writing down project ideas after seeing that. Like, it's just funny how like little things like that can just like spark you back into, into it, you know, like you can just be kind of like on the surface and just going through the motions. And then like one little thing comes around and now I'm just like, 
making graphs and diagrams of like projects that I want to do and like what can I link to this story to bring it to that story and like wow I just want to shoot all the time <laughs> like that's how I feel right now I just want to go shoot and shoot and shoot like yep yeah I think I think a lot of it is like I, I, I keep telling myself I need to learn lighting more and I you know and I want it because I think like my eventual goal is I would love it to be some sort of gallery show like not just a zine or whatever like uh, i want to actually uh, do something for real with it it's like my um my white well i guess you know <clears throat> it's it's my it's my moby dick i'm gonna i feel like it's something that i'll, I'll work on for a while <laughs> what are you laughing sorry at? dude <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i should have okay, sorry better. i should have known better dude i i totally get that like showing showing work like showing like a cohesive when i did uh homespun that little zine um i printed every photo that was in the book and showed it for like every first friday for like two or three months or something like that and it was so much fun to you know frame the photos get the photos printed at that point i was like getting printed through like mpix or something weird like that and um there's just something about like the the pride that comes along with with doing that you know like just even if you know i didn't sell anything it wasn't like a big epic it didn't open doors or do anything for me it was just like cool to do it though like to talk about my work could you get a couple people that come up and they're just like man like wow this is really cool like i never saw you know franklin in that light or i never you know it's just like showing your work is is so important i always try to stress that with you know even like old youtube videos to the podcast now like i i want to be like an advocate for printing work and showing work because it's there's nothing like it you know it's like playing a rock show it's like being in a band like what what's the what's the point of practicing in your garage if you're never going to play a show you know like what yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, that's man. a good point. That's a good point. Like, like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you learning if you're not gonna actually put it into any use? Yeah, but I mean, hey, just learning is fun too. I mean, it's it's so like, no matter what you say, there's always like another way to think of it too. So I mean, you know, just shooting for like, even shooting for me, like to not even if I never show a photo again, like I still will be shooting and love to shoot and still get a lot from making photographs. So it's it's just like, I don't know, there's just ways to expand it and to get more out of it, I feel like. And I mean, if you have an inkling to do something like that, you should just try it. I mean, even see if your coffee shop will let you hang a couple photos or something like that. It's there's just something about it that's so damn good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. So, you, you've talked about printing work a little bit right there. You printed all of your stuff. Yeah. You're one of the big proponents for like printing your work and actually like getting a physical copy of it. Um, yeah. What do you think? <clears throat> what do you think is to there is to that? Like, I, I know that like you know, I print in the I, I turned my front bathroom into a little dark room that I print in mm. on occasion. Nice. And yeah. like there is something to that, but like. Why do you think people should be printing their own work? Well, I mean, man, there's so many reasons why. Let me try to let me try to like narrow it down to why I why I do it. So, I I'd mentioned before on Analog Talk that I used to print 4x6s of every photo that I took 
from the role. Now that was getting ridiculously expensive and I was spending so much money on it. So now I just kind of like cherry pick my favorites, but I have these four by six photo albums. I mean, you don't even have to print your work huge or in four by sixes. You can kind of just, it's just like so nice to like, like, like what I was getting at. So I print these photos in four by sixes and I slide them in these, these little four by six. I think it's like 280 photos per book i get them at target sometimes you can get them two for 15 bucks and they're pretty nice like premium um uh photo albums but i I do it so i don't have to be tied to my phone or my computer like if i want to study what i've been working on like with the project i did with my friend autumn about the whole her boyfriend and all that stuff i'm now working on finding all those photos and printing them out because I feel like images were meant to be seen, you know, bigger than, I don't even know how big an iPhone screen is, but like five inches or something like that. Like things are just meant to be seen. And you learn so much more about your work when you see it bigger than your computer screen. Like you can just, it, it looks completely different. Like, I don't know. There's just like a whole other feeling you get to it. I mean, like the greats, like Ansel Adams, you know, he did like a three book series on purpose. Like the print, is a part of it, you know? And I don't, since we're like stuck in the digital realm of things these days, like nobody really prints anything anymore. Like it's just, oh, it's on my iPhone or it's in that email or it's on Instagram. And, you know, you're not even looking at it. You're not soaking it in. You're not living it. Like I try to just like, I don't know. If you're going to get like hardcore about photography, you might as well like print your shit. Like there's there's no excuse not to print it. I mean, especially when you can get I mean, it doesn't have to you don't have to have an expensive printer. You don't have to have a dark room. You can send your prints to Rite Aid or Costco or Walmart or I mean, it's just cool to have a shoebox of prints and and or like photo albums or something to flip through. Like, I don't know. It's it's so... Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. I just want to print everything. I mean, there are even applications that you can get for your iPhone where you can get so many free prints a month, you just have to pay shipping. Oh, that's rad. I didn't even know that. Yeah, um, I think Snapfish and then photo books and, and it's free like a, prints. It's like a hundred, like a hundred four by sixes, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Like that. Yeah. Damn. Well, yeah, I mean... It's just you can, and I feel like when you have when you have your prints, and you can you can pair them together, and I you can just there's so much learning that comes with that. I feel like, and and they're even doing with with Instagram now. I think now too, where they have been, where you can get books printed of your Instagram photos. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Or am I dreaming that? Yeah, I think that's something. No, it yeah, is. it is. I mean, there's a lot of these places, you know, like Snapfish and. Maybe I don't even know if Costco would do this or not, but or they just say, "Do you want to connect to your Instagram?" Now, you know, just beware that once you start putting your credentials in there, that site may have, <laughs> yeah. sorry, yeah. may have your password and stuff. So, if anybody does that, just make sure you change your password after that, just to be on the safe side. But anyway, they can access your your Instagram photos, and then they can just dump it into your project that you're doing, and then you're, you know, there you go. You know, yeah. so. I mean, but again, you know, how, you know, what's that resolution that 
you know, that Instagram yeah. is going to have or whatever. I mean, you're better off just uploading the images. Yeah, my wife, she, you know, my wife's not like a photographer, but she takes phone, she she takes photos on her phone, and like she has a little A one program that I gave her, and she stole my style, my Olympus stylus, and that she'll keep it in her purse <laughs> and whatnot. And nice. Yeah, it's like it's like the camera I got for my birthday in when I turned twelve, and it just lives in her purse because she took it. She's like, I like this one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she will she'll actually take photos and put them on thumb drives and go to Walgreens and come home with like a stack of four by sixes. Okay, that's the best. Like yeah, I love that. I mean, I just remember being like a kid and when we would get doubles of prints and going yep. through them and you know putting a print on the refrigerator. Like I have so many prints on my refrigerator of like you know family and like when my girlfriend's mom came to town and you know it's just there's just something about it like it's it's not to use an overplayed word but it's it's tangible you can hold it there's something to it there's like a grit to it it's real it's not just your stupid phone like we are so stuck to our damn phones laptops ipads apple watches freaking like we are just so tied to this shit that like it is getting almost impossible to not rely on technology so much and there's just something about like leaving my phone inside turning my computer off grabbing my photo album going out to the porch with like a coffee in the morning Mm -hmm. and flipping through and being like oh man i remember this like this was the first time i used lomo 100 you know like look at these prints they came out so cool like oh well that's when i used my you know my a1 my it's just like there's it's so much more gratifying looking looking through your photos like in a album or even i've been i've been saying this a lot lately too that um Maybe even once a month, like once a month, if you don't have like a home printer or you can't afford home printing, like even putting together, like just taking all your files and dumping it in like the blurb book write program and just doing like a January book, you know, of like your January folder on, you know, like I always do my scans. I I do it by month and, you know, then folder and film and, but you know, like. I, I, I could just take my January scans and do like a January book. And it's really not that expensive. If, you know, you put together a little book, it'll probably be like 15 bucks, but you have a book you can flip through of your archive. Like I keep wanting to do that and I keep saying to do that, but I really need to kind of like walk the walk on that one as well. Like no. just to do like an archive book to flip through every once mm-hmm. in a while. Well, because you know, there's, yeah. There's, and there's always, you know, just to go off of that. I mean, you know, every time I'm looking on the gram, you know, flipping through the images, you always get those advertisements of like mm, flat, mm-hmm. books, flat books for five bucks, and yep. you know, 20 pages or whatever it comes out to. And you're like, man, I can make uh yeah, I can do a flat book and, yeah. you know, put maybe 20, 30 images on it. It might be all squished up, but at least, you know, like you're saying, you got your January book, you got, you know, and it's, it could be a selected, you know, select images and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's another way of doing it too. I just, I really want to start doing that because I, I remember when I did Homespun, when I put that out, my uncle, he saw it, the one who I was working for who was doing photography and stuff, mm-hmm. he he was like, oh man, he's like, that's such a cool idea to put your photos in a book. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, like the, people have been doing it for years. They're called photo books. Like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, this is crazy. Like, even I didn't even think of it like that. I was just like stuck on the whole zine pet, like train. Right. Like you really don't have to 
pick a project to make a book. Like you could just kind of throw your stuff together and man, I forget who it was. I think it was David Rothschild. He's, he's on Instagram. He is a, you know, film photographer. He's been on analog talk and stuff. And he has a couple videos on YouTube where he just like occasionally throws some photos together in a little test book to like see if they work together in book format, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just a cool little thing and it's cheap enough now that there are these little like self-publishing places that you can, I don't know. It's just really not an excuse. You know, there's just not an excuse to, cause you can get a, like an HP little or Canon printer at Walmart for 17 bucks, you know, and print like yeah. that. Or, I mean, you don't even have to do that. Like I said, just like Costco, Walmart, whatever, like, just make some prints. Right. Yep. Make some prints. Make some prints. Make some prints, damn it. Make them. There it is. Print your shit. And print it's even, hand. like, <laughs> print your shit. <laughs> it's even better, like, walking past. I have, there's two stores that are in downtown Franklin here that have two of my photos, like, framed and hung up in their store. And anytime, like, family comes to visit or something, I'm like, hey, look, look, right there. I took that photo. Like, it's just. And that would have never happened if I wouldn't have made a print of it and took it in there and been like, yeah. hey, like, I thought you guys would like this. You know, like, it's, I wanted to, <laughs> this is so off subject, but I want to say it so I remember it later. I um, I wanted to do this project. I was taking pictures of these, like, weird houses downtown. Like, there's all these, like, historical houses in Franklin, and I've been taking photos of them at night with kind of just, like, weird lighting and I want to print them out and frame them and just stick them on their front porch and just see if, ah. if they, like, take it and, like, throw it away or something. Mm. Like a business card on the back of it. Yeah, not, not even. I just kind of want it to be, like, is this guy, like, watching our fucking house? Or, like, uh, should we yeah, be right. worried? Or <laughs> is this you know hard? what? You know, right now you <laughs> say that. in you know, when I first started shooting uh, film, um, I was at, uh, there's a... A, a little fishing village that my family goes to mm. uh, to go vacation. It's called Morro Bay. And I remember just shooting, I think it was Phone Pan 100. I was just shooting all over the place. But then I shot this one house where it looked like it was abandoned. Nobody was there. And it had this big old piece of log. I mean, like like half of a tree. And in Morro Bay, they got these big old trees there. Yeah. And it was just sitting on the front of the house. And I'm like, uh, that's weird. So I took a photo of it, and it's now been since 2014. What are we talking? Five years or something? Yeah. And people have people have moved in and into the house, and oh, now cool. when we go and I pass by that house, it has a nice yard. It doesn't look like it's been abandoned. I mean, they wow. just like really fixed it up. And I was telling my wife, I said, you know, I have a photo of that house. I go, I should print it and then just come and drop it off. You know, and then just put the date, the year that I took it or whatever. Yeah, you need you know, to do and that. just be like, this is what your house, you know, you know, I'm not even going to say anything. Just leave it in there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe my little Instagram or whatever. But, you know, I go back, you know, because I go there often. A lot of the photos just from that role, I have seen so many changes in that little town mm. already, which is pretty awesome. So, uh, but yeah, that one house right now that you were saying about that, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to do that. Yeah, there's 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 one like that too that we have that yeah. I, I've been waiting to to put something nice together for that. I, it's just something I want to do, and maybe like document doing that, or I don't know what I want to do with it. But it's just an idea. I thought about it before, and then it kind of vanished again. It just like they do. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah, gotta write them. Gotta write those down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, such yeah. a bummer. All right. 
So I think we're getting close to starting to wrap up, but I have this little thing okay. that I like to do when we have other podcasters on where I kind of try to tip the hat to their podcast a little bit and ask them a question that they tend to ask on their podcast, and I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. So we're, we're going we're to steal a segment from Analog Talk for this episode yes. only. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question, or you can just go ahead and answer the question. No, you have to ask. No, you have to ask. Okay, I'm gonna actually, Ed. Do you want to ask the question? I always steal all the glory on on these fun things. Go ahead and ask the question. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> I'm make it awkward. No, you do it. No, you do it. No, you do it. I don't do even it. want to do it anymore. I'm over it. Rock paper. I got my T-shirt on that says "Rock paper scissors." Let's settle this like adults. Rock paper scissors. Go ahead. Nice. No, you do it. <laughs> okay. 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 So, Tim, what is your white well camera? Mm-hmm. Man, oh, it changes, you know, like it just changes through time. And I'm trying to think of like the very few times I got to answer this question on the show because we get guests that are like, you know, they don't listen to the show they, and they're like, well, what what would you get? Right. And I mean, honestly, lately, I've really, really it used to be a Leica, I'm gonna say it, and it, and it's not anymore. Like I'm kinda over Yay. Don't, don't get me wrong, I'd take one if one was like, you know, of handed course, to me, obviously. Yeah. But I really would just love a Hatsi, like a nice, yes. you know. Uh, I just the sound of the shutter, you know, I've never even held one in oh, real man. life. Like and and I had the opportunity at the Padilla. There was like five of them there. I should have just been mm-hmm. like, Can I hold that for a second? Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to sound very weird and you know I probably would have run off with it. But <laughs> I think <laughs> I think it I think it would definitely be a hassle bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you there. I it's my favorite camera. It goes with me everywhere. See it's that's really- what I it was yeah, really funny that's... traveling with it um, because it's it's just such a huge hunk of metal and gears and stuff. Every airport mm. I've gone through with it, like I like, hold on a second, we need you to step over here. Um, <laughs> yeah. What do you have right here? Like they just don't understand that it's a camera. They're like, well, it's so big. It, it, what is yeah. this? Just don't yeah. ask questions, people. Yeah, that's what happened with my six seven. They were like swiping it yeah. and stuff, yeah. and like it's like, can you wait over here? And I was like, oh, damn it. I, I left that lighter in my bag. I thought it was all over a lighter because I was under the impression you couldn't take a lighter on the plane. But apparently you can. Yeah, I didn't know that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, they but, pulled yeah, my was... dark slide and they went to take the film back. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh. No. I was like, don't do that. It's no, like, no, no. like, that's a film. You're going to expose my film. Fortunately, they didn't. Oh. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Just, just calm down a second. And then. And then even when you're telling them to stop, you got to be calm and telling yeah. them to yeah. stop because yeah. if you get too excited, that's it, dude. You're straight oh, for into sure. uh, for sure. you're going to be held, sure. strip searched, and <laughs> all kinds of places are going to be checked. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then part two to this question is: What is your desert island camera? There you go, man. It's a toss-up. You know, I, damn it. Come on, man. You had to know we were going to ask you this. <clears throat> I did, but, and I had my answer, <laughs> and it's already, like, I'm already pissed that I didn't say the other one. But I'm just going to go with my gut. It's going to be the, the Mamiya RB67. It's, yeah. like, the only camera that, well, I shouldn't say it's the only camera. No, it's it's just one of those, like, an extension of my body. Like, all right, my, my eyes, my mind. I don't even have to think when I shoot it. You know, I'm sure I'm so used to shooting at waist level 
getting like amazing street portraits not saying that i'm amazing just like you know it's so easy to sneak a shot with people not even knowing that you're shooting at them or towards them because you know you're looking down like they don't even know you're looking at them and i'm just like watching a whole movie in the viewfinder because it's got like one of the best viewfinders ever um I mean, it's just, and it, and it rotates, you can't beat a back that you can, you know, a big hunk of medium format camera that can go portrait and landscape without even having to like turn it and be all weird. And it's just Mm -hmm. such a, I, you know, I've always wanted the RZ, but I'm honestly like so happy with the RB that it doesn't even matter. I mean, it's probably just sharper glass and newer buttons or something. I don't even know what the difference is. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be the RB, RB6. You know, I could never get along with the rotating back. I always, for some reason, like, it was always in the wrong place for me, and I would never remember to rotate it back. So, like, all of my Mm. pictures had, like, the most ridiculous composition because I'd be shooting something, I think, in portrait, and then it'd be in (laughs) landscape mode and vice versa. And I was like, man, come on. I couldn't get get along with it. But that's why, like, like, the square format is, like, I don't have to worry about that. I just see it, and that's what it is. I don't have to worry about rotating it. The only way I worry about rotating it is if I like put it above my head to get a shot or like to the side. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, and I got to tell you something, Tim, when you guys first started asking those questions, especially like the desert Island one, I'm thinking there's no place to develop. Hell my, my answer was, <laughs> was going to be Instax. I'm just going to shoot yeah. Instax. It develops itself. I don't have to worry. But then later on you guys added, it's unlimited developing and all yeah, the other good yeah, stuff. Yeah. They're like, Oh hell yeah. Now this, well, because that's people story. would hate, People would call us out right away. They're like, well, how are we getting anything developed if it's, uh, you know, and it's like, okay, so now there's an official, you know, film photography lab on the the desert island that we all crash on. (laughs) And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, wait, you're obviously getting supplies brought to you. Why can't we just get on the boat and go back home? Off the island. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. There's a government mandate where you can only have one camera. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It's tough though. Like I've really been trying to like cut my gear down. Like I've gotten rid of a lot of the, like the thrift thrift shop hauls, like hordes that I've had. I've gotten rid of like all the junky point and shoots that I don't need. Mm -hmm. Not that they're junky. I hate. I'm not talking shit on cameras because any camera will do. You know, it really will. It really will. Like it's just a black box that with a you know a hole in it. So. But I've really been trying to weed it down, and it's still ridiculous. Like, I had some coworkers in, in my office the other day. I was like, oh, wait, they helped me move my furniture. And I was like, guys, you want to see, like, how really crazy I am? And I brought them in here, and I was just like, these are all my cameras. And they're just like, wow, we knew you had a lot, but we didn't know you had that many cameras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're strewn all over my house. My wife is a saint. They're everywhere. <laughs> I got grounded to one room. Like, it was just like, she's like, you're going to have the extra bedroom because I don't want your shit everywhere. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take it. There's Hell, after my family. Oh, in every room of the house. <laughs> At least one. After my family found my secret stash, now they just go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it how crazy it makes us that we like have secret stashes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I just well, see my thought process is like if they're just everywhere, she's gonna be so inundated with them that she's not gonna notice when a new one pops up. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Good call. Good call. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
But I, I, I love that. I like to say I've I've chilled out on buying cameras, but it's just lenses lately. It's just lenses. I think I've pretty much chilled out too. I've chilled out on going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I keep on I keep on surfing the bay and just trying to see if there's something else out there. But uh, even today, I started thinking maybe it's just time to start getting rid of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just just uh, all the excess noise. Keep what I want. You know what what makes me happy. Yeah. And then everything else, uh, yeah, gotta go. I mean, it, and it's not to make profit. You know, it's more just to get it out. Maybe somebody else can use it and actually will shoot it inst- instead of just sitting in my in my secret stash or whatever. Yeah. You know. See what you can do is this is what I I think I'm gonna do with I still have one uh, bag of cameras. It's just like, you know. Uh, those Olympus zooms, the the stylus zooms or whatever. I have a yeah. bunch of those and a bunch of like, you know, just weird random point and shoots, a couple 35 millimeter SLRs and stuff that, you know, I just will never use. They just have them because I found them at places. And I think I'm going to start loading them with a roll of film and like leaving them somewhere with a note being like, this is your new camera. Like, go shoot. If it, you know, if somebody sees it and they're like, "Oh shit!" Like that would be kind of fun to go shoot a, yeah. a roll of film, and I'll like leave my email address or something like that. If you need to get it developed and you don't know where to get it developed, just hit me up and I'll you know help you out or something. I just feel like it's better. I don't want to take them back to the thrift store, you know. Like I feel kind of bad for them taking them back. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I know I just saved you all, and now I'm gonna take you back. Like right, especially since they're just gonna go on eBay now from the thrift stores. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and be sold for you know twenty times the price they should be. Right. Dang, that's a good yeah. idea though. I like that idea. That's what I've just whoever gets me for the emulsive secret Santa this year is gonna be so happy because I have <laughs> so much stuff. I already have a box piled up, like the nice. I've, I've, yeah, I've got like a cyanotype kit in there. I've got oh shit, I've got books in there, like a camera, a bunch of film. Like it's gonna be a good time, and that's not even like adding anything from like what on their wish list. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I I definitely the the two years I've done the Secret Santa, I've completely gone overboard with yeah. with it. It's so much fun, like. I just think of them like opening it up and being like, oh my God, like I hit gold. Yeah, exactly. What is all this shit? There's so much in here. I don't even know. Man, mine, the one I got last year was so cool. I got two tin types and. Oh man. Yeah, they were, they were, they're so rad. I have them. I got little frames for them. They're hanging up in my office now, but it was just like such an honor to get like two exposed tin types that somebody shot, you know, it was just rad. That is so cool. I, I'm so into tintypes. Like, I was talking to my mm-hmm. wife last year, or last night, actually, about that. That's kind of like a, a next thing for me is I'm, I'm like working on, uh, I've got a box designed that I can put in the back of my uh, Wrangler and like take it to like festivals and whatnot. And like, that's what I want to do is like be able to shoot tintypes and, Dude, like, that's and develop cool them idea. out of the back yeah. of my Jeep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That, that's like the next big that's the next big photography goal for me is is ten types out of the back of my Jeep. Just be able to drive somewhere and park, shoot it, develop it right there. Mm. Love it. Yeah. And I hope you go through with it. That's so rad. Oh I I, I will. 
that's what said lens was just purchased for. I will. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. The, that, yeah, the one that I was talking about earlier, like that was the portrait lens for that. So I, I'll be able to. Uh, the wife mentioned an Intrepid for Christmas. Was We were in talks about that. So that's going to be a fun time. Ooh, if that goes nice through. I, can't, I don't know for sure if that's what's happening. but you know. Just use the gorse on her. So yeah, she gets the, it for you. use the gorse on her. I mean, I already have the crown graphic I can shoot with, but an Intrepid is much lighter. Would be it'd be nice. Anyway, <laughs> before we get this thing off track with gas again, uh, we try not to make this show about gear, um, but we try sometimes to make it about gear. Uh, we're lucky Mac wasn't here tonight to talk about his probably new Nikon, things that he's purchased. Nikon lust and love. Yeah, yeah, yeah he he does he does love the Nikon. He's obsessed, man. He's he's got it bad. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so um, before we wrap up, we do have an email that we got from a listener. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read it out because, like I've told everybody, if you get in touch with us, we will read your emails. Um, even if we have to make a show dedicated to just that. Um, <laughs> this week, we got one from Sherry Christensen, who is the creator of the Frugal Film Project. Um, so thanks for the email, Sherry. It says, hi guys, just wanted to, uh, say, keep up the great work with the podcast. Really been enjoying the variety of guests and the, just the guys sitting and chatting that Ed guy is either driving or rolling film. What a noisy bugger. Just kidding, Ed. In reality, (laughs) I enjoy hearing the daily life on the show. Mac, get well soon. Really miss you. But health comes first. Dustin, keep them coming. It's a ton of work editing these things. Sherry. P.S. Add your email to the Insta so we can find you easier. I don't know why we didn't do that beforehand, um, but I did it thanks to Sherry's recommendation. So uh, you can now access our email from our Instagram. I don't know why that wasn't something that I thought about doing, but <laughs> because of her, we now have our email address on our Instagram. So thank you, Sherry. Um, and thank with you, Instagram, um, are you guys ready for your highlights this week? Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Tim, you're our guest. We'll let you go first. All right. So, I had to do it. He's my stepdad. In the last couple of years, just watching him, like, grow as a photographer has been a, and it has been a lot of fun. And I'm glad that, like, you know, he loves our show and stuff like that. It's just a good time. His name's John Baez, but his Instagram handle is at pukesdad40. So, yeah, check out his work. Give him a like and a follow and all that fun stuff. Do you want to spell that for us so we can, so people can find it? Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, at uh, pukesdad40, and it's going to be P U K E S D A D 40. Got four zero. Yeah. And we followed him on the on the gram, so yeah. cool stuff. Nice. Yeah, for sure. He is, we are following him on our Instagram. Very cool, man. And he's nice. He's, he's talented. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man, he's got such a good eye. Like, and I love that we both have like shooting cemeteries in common. So we're always just like, man, let's go to the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and he's not just like, I mean, he's he's big into it. There's like press cameras and TLRs. Oh, yeah, he's doing so it. like, he's got the bug for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Right on. That's fantastic. Nice. Nice. Hey, Ed, how about you, buddy? Um, I'm gonna continue with my Instax. Uh, Love here to uh, Noah Waldeck. He's shooting a lot of Instax wide. Um, I've been meaning to buy some of his zines that he has out, uh, but he is just doing some exciting stuff on there. I mean, it's just normal, just 
shooting street or shooting landscapes, but it's on the Instax wide doing some monochrome stuff. Um, cool. You know, for me, the guy's very inspirational, so I can uh, get my butt off on trying to get uh, Dude, try to get going work. again on on Instax wide. Yeah, yeah, it's really good stuff. Like I said, I've been meaning to get uh, his his zines because he's has several zines on just Instax. I mean, that's. I mean, that's what he's showing that all he shoots, which is awesome, you know, just to stick to one medium and everything like that or one style. Um, so, so yeah, give you guys, give him a follow, buy one of his books. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my uh, Instagram highlight also has Instax Wide on his account. Yay. It's not only Instax Wide, but uh, he has the – Mint Instacon RF70, so he's been posting a lot of photos from it. Ooh. And that's going to be Mr. Matt Murray from Matt Loves Cameras. Um, Matt's also in the Frugal Film Project with me, so we get to see some really rad stuff from him. But uh, his podcast lately, Matt Loves Cameras, he's been talking about his trip through Europe and Hong Kong um, during the protests and everything with his children yeah. in tow. Um, but he also just posts like really awesome photos and like seeing his pictures with this Instacon RF seventies, like kind of got me gassing for it because man, these suckers are fantastic. Just like, excuse me, the, the, um, portraits with his kids and stuff like that's a serious camera. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you look at these photos, you're like, it's worth the money they're charging for it. Dude, I, I agree. I'm, I'm definitely, that's on the, the whale list as well. Yeah, yeah. that's probably my will. <laughs> because I, 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 I don't ever see myself dropping $800 for an instant camera, but no. if I were to, that would be the one. Because that's that a would be sweet the one. camera. Yeah. So yeah, go follow Matt Loves Cameras. He's, he, he's a good photographer on top of shooting the RF70. Um, so yep. go check it out. Check out his podcast. Um he he drops a new episode I think weekly or biweekly whatnot whenever he gets a chance but it's humorous I I enjoy the Australian accent so it makes it easy for me to listen to uh, because he is Australian so uh, it's a lot of fun and he's all of his like cuts and stuff are his children like talking so it's a, it's it's a really fun um, podcast to listen to so if you want to go listen to that go do it check out his Instagram um, and you'll see some cool stuff he also has a link to like his digital page too which is really rad. So on that note, um, Tim, where can everybody find you if they want to get in touch or they want to check out your work or they want to hear you on your podcast, all that good stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so every Wednesday um, you can find Analog Talk, which is just at Analog Talk on Instagram. And you can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean. I think it's on Spotify. I think it's on anything you can listen to podcasts on, minus SoundCloud. I don't think we broke the SoundCloud. But, uh, that, yeah, just type in Analog Talk Podcast on you know iTunes or whatever, wherever you're at. You'll find it. Um, as for me personally, um, you can just go to YouTube and search Timothy.makeups. Or I think you, if you search my actual name, Timothy Bitzler, stuff will come up as well. And my Instagram is at Timothy Makeups. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Cool. Right across the board. So where did that name come right from? That was my, that uh, at the beginning when I was talking about my electronic EP project. It was uh, uh-huh. kind of like a, uh, I don't know what, what the name is for it, but it's, it was like my, my like tag name or whatever. 
it, it, it has to do with like makeups, like making something, make believe, making up. Like it's just got like so many meanings, and I always liked the way it sounded. And people always, till this day, just think I'm talking about makeup, <laughs> 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 which I I've grown to love. Like when yeah. you know I'll be somewhere buying something, and they're like, "Are you a member of our program?" I'm like, "No." And they're like, "What's your email?" It's like timothy.makeups at gmail.com and they're just like oh you do makeup word and i'm like no 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 no. it's it's forget oh, it forget you it. should just lean into it you should troll them. I, i'm Have going, like some pictures of lipstick as your uh, profile picture yes i'm going to that's the new that's, that's coming next year yes <laughs> nice i dig it all right ed where can everybody find you on the gram on the gram at Edward Conde underscore. Um, also with the podcast, Granny Days Podcast is another uh, account. And uh, my other podcast, uh, the ULIC, uh, the Ultra Low ISO Club. Um, that's the um, the Gram account as well. So, Right on. Pretty easy. No yes. Yeah, you guys can find me online at For the Love of Grain. Uh, you can also find me on my like live journal um, esque Instagram, which is just like a slice of life type deal, um, and that's <laughs> Dcogstill87. It's just me goofing around and having fun. Your Zanga, <clears throat> my Zanga, yeah. Oh man, I'm I haven't thought about Zanga in years. Zanga was my jam. <laughs> wow, what a blast! I'm gonna get on like the internet machine, whatever they call it. And, oh yes. And with the Wayback Machine. Yeah, the Wayback Machine. Mm-hmm. Really Zanga. <clears throat> I think my Zanga was like Rock My Socks Off. Oh, man. That's some, Ooh, nice. That, that's some uh, old school stuff there. You can, you can see my, my old school photography on there, too, when I was shooting um, bands oh, and rad. skateboarding and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Now, that's, that's interesting. I haven't thought about that in ages. Uh, <laughs> wow okay so you could find me You're on welcome. my zanga there yeah um mm-hmm. you could also get in touch with me through the um the facebook's just use my name um you can send me a message i'm pretty pretty quick to respond i chat with a lot i spend a lot of time chatting with people nowadays on facebook like it's it's become an issue with the amount of time i spend talking to people <laughs> my wife's always like what are you doing on your phone Oh boy, I hope she doesn't hear me mimic her like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you can hear me or you can find me there. Uh, you can send us an email to grainydays at gmail.com. And as Ed said earlier, our Instagram for the show is grainy underscore days with the Z underscore podcast. And you can find us there and get in touch with us. If you want to come on the show, send us a message. We might be able to fit you in our schedule. We are booked a couple months out, so just keep that in mind if you have a project yep. that you're working on. Um, and I think that's it. Guys, this has awesome. been this has been fun. It's been a great conversation. Yeah. Tim, thanks so much Definitely. for coming on. It's been so much fun. Oh, man. Getting it's hanging an honor, out chatting. Man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah man. Definitely. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, and hopefully, uh, you'll, you'll you know once the Padilla uh, or Padilla gets uh, announced, man, you're, you'll be able to make it out again. Oh, definitely. I'm coming, come hell or high water. So don't worry, you'll see me there. <laughs> right on. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I guess right. we'll talk to you later. All, All right. right. Later. Later. Bye. Bye.